Melsifer sends a ghost envoy to the Corville's Keep, demanding reparations of fifty years plus interest to pay for the arm Kel Corville cut from Jason the Smith. The spectre makes it all the way to the keep, and the guards try in vain to stop it, but it finds the Lord to deliver the demands. With matters of court dealt with, Melsifer creates a specialist skeleton that he sends to Gator Beach with some skeletal guards to collect souls. When he visits town to check up on production, Bates brings him three freshly delivered Corville sacrifices. Soon blacksmith Jason has a new and improved hand that comes with extra strength and he puts it to work improving Melsifer's breastplate. In the meantime, more soldiers are recruited and the specialists return with ten souls and a previously lost skeletal warrior. Eight of the souls are used in the creation of more specialists but two claim to know where to find rare herbs, and so merciful Melsifer spares them at least until they are properly assessed. Four of the specialists are sent out to patrol and keep the lands of winter safe. He also sends out a group of tax collectors to keep the souls flowing. Soon scouts report back that a large enemy force has arrived and so Melsifer recalls all his troops and prepares for war. They clash and soon the lands of winter runs red with the blood of the weak summer children. At the end of the battle, while Melsifer is reaping his dew, he notices that these troops are not from Pinespur as he first thought but the forces of the Corville family. Will Melsifer get his cultists matching robes? Will he find other Gadian families to join his cause? What fresh horrors can Lilith stitch up? Let's find out now on Dicing with Death. Hello everybody, welcome to Dicing with Death. How are you doing, Ryan? Hello, I'm doing well, doing well. How are you? How are you, dear viewers? Uh, I can't speak on their behalf, but I'm doing well. There were some people working on um, phone lines and power lines right next to my house. And oh, at that's... one point, their dual cherry pickers fucked up and they got like one of the wires caught under the picker as it was coming down. And they were yelling at each other to stop because the line was about to break. And so I'm slightly worried that I'm going to lose power and we're all going to die. Um, but it should be fine. Yeah, let's hope they're uh, working on, well, actually, the power would be bad, too. Something useless like the phone or... Uh... Or internet, yeah. Well, we do need that. Damn it. Well, it should be fine. Um, yeah. As long as uh, myself and chat stays connected, uh, we, can, uh, we can take care of the campaign. We don't, we don't really need you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all about what Malsifer wants. I'm just here to facilitate that. You can do it without me. Well, do we have any uh, any uh, updates? Any pre-show to uh, there? Let's see. We're going to be doing a flashback from Buderius for Cuban Knights tomorrow. Ooh, we don't we're have doing a announcements. Party. Announcements up front. Is that where we're going? 
Yeah, like and subscribe to this YouTube channel, everybody. I'm not um, on YouTube yet. This is this is still it. this is still the present, Neil. Oh no. We're uh, still, still on Twitch. I don't. Yeah, I guess that's it. There might also be a thing this Sunday. It might. Uh, it so, depends uh, if so the, cool all the players enough. can make it. I don't know. We'll see. Are we not hyping this thing up? Well, I wasn't sure if our cast could attend. I got a, a pretty wobbly answer from one okay. player. Okay. All right. That sounds sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Super secret hypity hype. An announcement of an announcement, right? Yes. Yes. Maybe cool things will happen on Sunday if. Uh... I will. I'll PM our cast, and hopefully they'll get back to me before the next break, and that way I can. So you have it. to tune in through the whole episode if you want if you want the super secret hypey hype. We're we're announcing that an announcement is going to be made in uh, in about an hour in the next, in the next couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. Uh, that's all. Ahead, or just skip ahead to the YouTube vod to the end where it tells you to like and subscribe and. Uh, oh, but we never do that. Because... Smash that! Smash that follow button or or whatever the. Oh man, yeah. Whatever the, I don't, whatever what the marketing gurus do these days. Do all the things, right? Or or don't. You know, just live your life, man. Just live your life. <laughs> or your death, if your name <laughs> happens to be uh, Jimmy and you're a zombie. Yeah. Ah, oh, little Jimmys. There's too many so, of them. So uh, over the past week, Neil did his homework and he sent me our casualty report. It's a pretty damning report. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm back into the double digits on skeletons if you keep them separate. Mm -hmm. But uh, not bad. I'll just make some new ones. So I guess overall total losses on Winter's side, 68 skeletons, 13 warriors, and eight and a half zombies gave up their uh, bodies into for the cause in defense of Winter's people. Mm -hmm. We now only have 90 skeletons. Well, plus a bunch of skeleton warriors. And we added to our ranks a bunch of weapons, which mm -hmm. I need to record still. Bows, spears, swords, leather. Ooh, shields are going to be nice. And chain? 139 yeah. shields. Ooh. Let's see. Oh. I have any other announcements to make. It's I've updated the tabletop audio track uses spreadsheet um, with all the good stuff, all the new stuff. It's fantastic. Tim over there keeps putting out good stuffs. So on the off chance you're watching Tim of tabletop audio, keep up the good work. And if uh, if not, he'll get your Patreon check at the end of the month. So. That's true. That's true. So yes, uh, music courtesy of Tabletop Audio. Recap courtesy of Layla and Chris. Mm-hmm. Ash Fires and Pixie Mixie. They're great. I don't think Dicing with Death would be the same without them. It's become part of the... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what... Uh, yeah. Recaps are so It's become small. part of the show. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Winter Gods know we don't... Uh, we can't remember what happened last episode. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Um, so where are we going to pick up? And I guess I'm curious. I've 
if uh, Malsifer lost close to a hundred, hmm, or like eighty soldiers of winter, how many uh, how many sweet summer children fell in that battle? I'm guessing uh, at this point these aren't warriors; these are uh, these are militia spears, right? These mm -hmm. are farm boys. Yeah, if you count up the suits of armor, that'll tell you how oh, many okay. of them died. So 136 plus 19 is 155. It's a lot. They lost more than you did by far. Those and, uh, archers on their side just got ripped to shreds. That was a terrible sight. Hmm. I think I cut you off, though. Uh, I wasn't saying. No, I'm uh, I'm adding their uh, armor to my equipment sheet. Let's see. And I think this will probably mean that everyone has leather armor, and I think everyone, every skeleton is going to get a shield, which is nice. Mm. Most of my my some and then some of my skeleton warriors are gonna get upgraded to chain. We need more animal sacrifices. You need some pregnant horses, is what you need. Oh yeah. <laughs> where where are we gonna find some wild horses? Um, that might actually be priority number one. Okay, I think I have copied down. This equipment. Uh, ba, 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 ba. All right, good. So where shall we pick up? I think Malsifer was unharmed in that battle. Yes, you yep. kept your uh, a fact, detachment of, some souls. of uh, blood knights with you, which really helps Always. keep you safe. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. A king needs a bodyguard, you know? Or 17. Yeah. Um, 19 suits of chainmail. That's almost all of the archers. Oh no, but we just got a bunch of new bows. 20 new bows. What? Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of skeletal warrior archers. That's gonna be uh, devastating. Mm. And so many soldiers. So are these bodies around strewn about uh, warriors or are they just considered ordinary folk. Oh, are we still at the battlefield? Uh, I think so. Where are, I think so. Where? I'm sorry. I have like your town music playing. But yeah, no, are... I think this is the. Where was that battle? Where on the on this map was that battle? I mean, I don't um, think it was far. Something like over here ish. Didn't they charge us? Or like yeah, we, and, you or they saw came... they were coming they... this way and then your Our skeleton reported them and we marched out to meet them in the field before they got to Winter's Reach. Yeah, so it's somewhere so in this area. Yeah, somewhere in the woods. Yeah. 
and we deduced that these were likely this was likely a I don't know what the word like a coup. This was like the this was the army of Corval estate. One of Corval's knights likely went rogue and marched his uh right out. His lord probably was go thinking along uh, thinking to uh go along with the uh yearly sacrifice thing. And uh the knight's like, fuck that, let's just go kill him. And the knight then died and lost all his troops. Yeah. And worse than that, all his troops are going to be uh, raised back as the armies of the dead. It'll take mm -hmm. a long time for us to get through that. So I think maybe Pretty... this today is a battlefield. So I guess the skele the specialists are eventually going to gather. Do you want to set the scene at all? Where it, it's just the woods, right? It's just like this a battlefield in the woods, right? That is now piled high with bodies. Yep. Blood is now flowing and rivers down to the yep down down the slope to the river. How many how many corpses does it take to run a river red with blood? Is a, is hundred <laughs> is hundred and fifty enough? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and the rivers will run red with blood as it slowly pools in that direction. Um, there were survivors, right? Near half a company. Um, retreated into the woods, correct? And I more lived than died. I think at the end of the day. Oh, no, you're, there were three companies, weren't there? Yeah, uh, and, and one got away. So a company and a half got got away. Yeah, I think one company, and then I bet the yeah many will desert, and one company may go crawling back to Pinespur to throw in with them. You know me too well. It's exactly what I did. And I was like, well, most of these guys are probably going to run. We'll only have one company surviving. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but. Malsifer is a natural tactician. Mm. Wise beyond his years. Mm. And. Yeah, I mean, so I think. Malspur is, you know, rallying his troops in this uh, battlefield for a while. Take maybe an hour or so to clean up the messes, sort through the uh, equipment that can be salvaged. I think what's going to happen is the specialists will stay here to oversee, or at least some of the specialists will stay here to oversee the uh, uh, recycling of the battlefield, what would you mm. call it? Mm -hmm. Scavenging. Right. Maybe with some company of... Uh, Actually, there's probably enough random zombies and things in the woods that I don't need to really subtract from the main force in order to deal with processing of this. Oh, I see. So you just like gather the zombies that yeah, kind so of wander through. So probably for the next weeks, there will be a the remains of a battlefield here. Mm -hmm. Getting stripped of its valuables, including the life. What is it? What is it when nature eats itself? Circle of life, I don't know, yeah. scavengers, something along those lines. You're just part of the circle of life, right? I uh, in uh, in Lord Winter's view, yeah. In our philosophy, I think so. I think that's how he right these uh, how he justifies his yes. These dark mayhem. powers are just part of the part of the cycle that most of the. Uh, that the Eridonian uh, clergy fail to uh, fail to recognize. Mm. They don't. They don't realize that they're only one, one, one 
half of the uh, of the circle. These fools. That this is just uh, can't be stopped. Yeah, it's the natural the, order uh, of things. Yeah, this is the world writing itself, balancing itself out. Um. So. So, uh, are you gonna chill in the forest and raise these people, or just drag them all back to town? Um, How do you want they will to get do processed it? and brought back to town? The limiting factor is my time and our availability of animals. I think. So, are these are these warriors? The are the the spears that they send against us all considered warriors by profession, by virtue of being rallied as a militia and handed spears? Is that enough of a for the unleveled uh, skeletons? Um, I would say some of them are probably warriors. Most of them are like peasants that have just been pressed into service, but some of them have been like pressed into service a few times. What makes a warrior? I mean, if you're a militia and you hear your town bell ringing and they uh, hand you a spear and tell you which end to poke with, does that uh, not make your spirit the spirit of a warrior? It does not you make your spirit your, out of right? order. It's, it just calls for a... Right, so like the... Yeah, a local town guardsman who's a level zero town guardsman would be a warrior. But I don't think like quickly pressed militia would be a warrior. Maybe if someone was like in the militia for a year, then mm-hmm. they would have ascended to warrior-ness. Okay. Um, so would I think... Would that still be a zeroth level warrior though? Or a zeroth yeah. level character? There's still zeroth level militiamen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most right. all the town guards are zeroth level folks. Yeah, that actually uh, makes my job easier because I can go instead of having to worry about uh, finding a source for large animals, we can just uh, call in the rat catchers and the chicken farmers <laughs> and recycle this battlefield. Um. So I don't. I don't know that we're going to chase down the uh, escaping company. I think they, they're, I think Mouse for Figures, they're going to flee all the way to Pine Spur. Mm-hmm. Deserters will scatter. Anyone within Winter's Reach will be, um, be brought down by zombies in the woods or something eventually. So maybe some survivors will get dragged in. But I think we're content to just uh, scavenge what we've got. Sure. Um, Actually, I'm going to make a, a quick ad- amendment to what I've just said. The spearmen are non-warriors. The bowmen are warriors. Interesting. And then the, the knights are leveled warriors. So that should be 120 regular skeletons, 16 skeleton warriors, and 19 available blood knights. 19 available blood knights. Ooh-wee. Um, and... I don't know if you saw it, but there's a new level eight ability for you. Oh, I don't think I did see that. I, I'm not level eight yet, though. No, no, you're not. You're not. Okay. But Ooh, I do want to yeah. tantalize you with it. Mm. Oh, there's there's a, you mean the summons? There's two new creations at level eight, aren't there? Uh, no, I meant um an ability. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there might be new summons too. Yes. Yeah, I see that. I, the summons are uh, interesting at face value, but this requires reading. Right. Uh, I actually don't think I've, I've detailed what those summons are. 
I think I've just written them down as ideas, and there's no um, notes. All right. Well, we still have some level seven toys to play with. We need. We do need the, that uh, uh, pregnant mare. Mm-hmm. And we need uh, animals to raise this battlefield. So, I, so I guess Mouser will lead his army back to Winter's Reach. Specialists left behind to uh, clean up the battlefield and to recruit whatever. Uh, I think we'll just say that they are, they use guys that are about or that are around. Maybe one of these perimeter specialist companies pulls back to clean up the battlefield. Okay. The main force and mouse fur are eventually going to uh, head back to Winter's Reach. Um, I think I'll go ahead and rearrange bows now. Actually, maybe we'll just raise new ones if we can, rather than rearranging weapons amongst the dead that we have. So mouse fur heads back to Winter's Reach to uh, to gather the rat catchers, uh -huh. the chicken farmers. And the, uh, I don't know, enterprising poachers with uh, bringing in animals to exchange for coin. Well, there are many rats that have been found. Huge numbers of rats. And I think the Chickens. I think the butcher was taking care of this sort of stuff. Was he butchering rats? Was that was that where the level we had sunk to, or are those separate? Uh, no. The food was still being produced as normal, I believe. Um, yeah. Someone was in charge of the rats. Um, I probably have that noted. Rat cat. Uh, Blair was a rat catcher. Blair was the only named rat catcher, but there were three. Okay. And we've only got one chicken tender that I've noted, but I think there's more as farmers. Um, maybe I need to wait till level eight to make this efficient. Yeah. So I think that I think the specialists will just decompose the battlefield, mm -hmm. um, but we're not going to do any mass raising for now. But we will tap into the rat catchers, chicken with Blair, with Carrie, with the butcher, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe we'll wait. Maybe we'll wait. Mousefur's got an errand to run. I think we've got to go looking for. A nightmare. Hmm. Okay. How are you going to find a nightmare? None of my horses happen to be black, do they? Uh, no. Let's see what we've got. Uh, livestock, or did we sacrifice all the horses? I got nothing. <laughs> I got an indiscriminate number of pigs and seven chickens. I My NPCs are responsible for the, uh, Lifestyle. I think I've turned that aspect of the balance over to you because that does seem to be the limiting factor in how many skeletal warriors you can produce after a certain point is how many large animals you can 
Right. Gonna acquire. The, the lower level skeletons are fine, but I think you're out of large animals. You have medium animals available. Um, there should be a few pigs left around. And you, there's also the option of dogs. There are a few stray dogs about. And then many Not people have their me. own dogs. Skeletons. Uh. So basic require small. Warriors require medium, greater require large. And yeah. Okay. So we're gonna scour the countryside for our mare. There, uh, who knows animals? Would it be the hunters? Would Hannibal know? Your this hunters and your farmers are going to be the ones with the most animal experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the uh, Army of Winter's Reach, the rank and file is parked just outside of the village, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Rank and file. Standing there at attention, mm -hmm. awaiting orders. Just it's waiting. And Nalsfer is headed into the village, and we'll uh, right. So we are looking after these various errands. We'll check in with Hannibal and ask see if he's got any any rumors for me. Let's see. Does Hannibal have any rumors for you? Well, specifically, I want to add, I want to tell him that I need a. Uh, a horse, a mare, with, uh, let's see if I can read these requirements. With, uh, black fur and mane. Do they call hair? 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 Black hair. Does mm. anyone in, uh, in Winter's Reach or the outlying villages have, um, have any animals left? He ponders for a moment. Um, I believe Farmer Maggot down the way still has a horse. Only one in town. Uh, a black horse you, you requested, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, I believe Farmer Maggot has a black horse. easy enough. Shall I fetch him? Uh, do I know where Maggot's farm is? Yes, you would know. Alright. Then I will uh, go see Farmer Maggot myself. Mm. Uh, I think... I feel like probably blood knights are with me all the time now, right? That's just the sensible. I think at this point that's a sensible thing. You've had assassins come after you. 
Yeah, it's inconvenient to drag around that many. Like, so I think, I don't think, it's probably like a Secret Service situation where there are multiple layers of them, mm. right? Because you can't, 17 Blood Knights aren't going to follow me into a, uh, into a building, right? They just can't fit. Right. So I think it'll just be like a, I don't know, however much space those things take up, right? So when I go into town to visit with uh, Hannibal, there's just like a company of Blood Knights parked in, in town square yeah and when we head out to maggot's farm this company of blood knights yeah slinks and clinks through the woods stands in the road up front oh and the uh we've said that the the mage mage is with us and i think another specialist too probably so probably we can say th two specialists in the mage to round out to a full company of 20 actually 20 is not even a 20 is not a full company 20 is not even anything special is it 20 is a score that's the definition well, of a score yeah but it has nothing no uh bearing and the eight is 16 would be the magic number for oh i might have a, a group weird battle system spear. but it doesn't matter yeah i think at some point i had a platoon but i we scrapped it and went straight to company. Yeah, yeah. You could consider 20 a platoon of of things. Mm -hmm. so, so we'll just make that canon that there are blood knights floating around. And I think the specialists kind of keep them from doing anything awkward, like blocking doorways and things. Mm -hmm. I seem they're probably smarter now, right? So like instead of, if I don't give them commands, instead of like just like a whole, a whole squad of blood knights being super awkward and like standing in front of the tavern door and keeping people from getting into it they'll uh stand creepily next to the door hmm. okay or like instead of all just like standing on the road outside of farmer maggot's house i think it's it's kind of an indescript number that's kind of fan out into the outlying woods and they just kind of yeah secure the area if you will and we go to uh, visit Farmer Maggot. Um, I think maybe we go to his barn. We just walk on to his farm like we own the place. And well, there is go to inspect his farm. Farmer Maggot in the fields, um, wiping sweat from his brow as he looks up to see you arriving. Comes on over, uh, his black horse pulling a plow. He sort of just like plows a section towards where you are. Malsifer walks, like, ignores Farmer Maggot and uh, goes to inspect the horse to see if it might be suitable. And actually, Malsifer, lordling that he is, is a proficient horse rider and animal handler. So I think he actually is qualified to take a look at this, um, this horse and size it up. So ignoring Farmer Maggot, Mousefur walks up to the uh, to the steed and puts a hand on its neck. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether, yeah, stopping it or if maybe Farmer Maggot stopped it already. And let's size it up. Uh, I guess let's roll an animal handling check to calm, control the creature. Is that a thing? Or is it already? Yes. Uh, it's a little nervous. There's a whole platoon of blood knights following just, you. Just barely. Good thing I'm so wise. I think I've fixed our dice stuff. Okay, Sorry, I've had the, the dice. has a natural intuition. Out of our rolls hidden, why? Mouthful looks over his shoulder and says, like, shoo, back. 
it like hisses to like a skeleton that's poking out of the or like poking over the fence nearby or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And his blood knights sort of back away uh, to give the animal a comfortable distance. And uh, a mouse for sizes it up. Is uh, how do you? I don't know how you check the uh, gender of a horse. You just look down, or <laughs> you're good enough with horses that you can just visually tell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is this a mare, or are we out of luck? No, it is a mare, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a 21 animal animal handling check, you can feel it and listen to it, and you know it's not a pregnant mare. The the winter gods are not that kind to you. Yeah, that can be arranged. Is it a is it a beautiful horse? Is it a fitting fitting mount for Lord of Winter? Or am I disappointed to look upon it? It is a little scrawny. You know, you can sort of you can see its ribs a little more than you ought to. It can be fed. It can be changed. But uh, is it fur is a little unkempt, unbrushed, dirty. There's brambles in it and knots in it. You know, it it's seen better days. Maybe. Maybe if you fed it and brushed it and touched it up, it would be... Can we get a... Um, can you roll a charisma or a... Uh, or an, uh, or what's... Maybe a hotness uh, check maybe for the horse? The yeah, can you roll a, roll a hotness skill for the horse? Uh, it's by default 11, but right now it's looking like a 7 or an 8. <laughs> So it's not. It's a, so I'm not going to say this is a beautiful creature. Why do you have it dragging your uh, dragging yeah. your uh, your plow? Yeah, yeah. It's a plow horse. Yeah. But you, hmm. in any case, this mare is not suited for this labor. Mouse first, I was looking up and uh, addressing Farmer Maggot for the first time. Well, if this horse ain't sued for labor, who's gonna plow my fields? <clears throat> I'm afraid the Lords of Winter must uh, take possession of this mare immediately. And I begin to like unhitch it from the uh, from the plow. What? Wait a minute! That's my horse. <clears throat> uh, Hannibal in town will see that you are compensated fairly. Um, you use this to plow this just the field, and I sort of look around. Well, and, and get into town, and to you know to carry my bags when we we pick in the orchards. You there! I shout to a specialist in the in the woods, whichever one is nearest. Mm-hmm. It comes Come on here, over. and it uh, shambles over. Oh, wait there. And when it gets close enough to start freaking out the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go issue a command to the specialist. Let's see. We got zombie monsters in the woods. Bear snake. How about a stag? Two stags. Could be enough. I got small, medium-sized animals. We'll see what it finds. There's some unnamed zombie monsters and animals in the woods. So I'll tell the specialist. I... Uh, assemble several zombie monsters and use them to pull this farmer's sled at his command. Is he, is Farmer Maggot marked? He is not marked at the moment. Well, until we get him marked, I guess he's not gonna... The skeleton's just gonna plow the field for him. Um, mm. So I give that command to the skeleton. We'll see what comes of it. Um, I've told him that he needs to see Hannibal for compensation. 
and I'm gonna go ahead and, and take this mare and walk off, probably leaving him dumbfounded, or does he follow me to... No, he looks back at the platoon of skeleton, uh, of blood knights, and just stands there looking frustrated, but terrified. Yeah, so I can mark him if he asks, but I think if he stands there dumbfounded, we're just gonna walk off with his mare. Um, sometime in the next day or two, a skeletal specialist is gonna show up and start trying to plow his field with zombies. And if he's not marked, least, that's not gonna go well. It's not gonna go well. So I think he, I think the sensible thing for him to do is to eventually come to Hannibal or come to me and get some silver for his horse and get a brand for his wrist. He will come into town later that day, like giving you a few hours to get a head start for him to process what just happened. And then mm-hmm. he'll come in and demand his pay, uh, which he will get. I guess he then comes to get his mark. That's yeah. been a known thing, right? That you are marking people. Yeah, and right, we've done it in mass in public, line them up. But... Right. Yeah, he's not that dumb of a guy. He he'll come and get his mark too. Okay. Um. Okay. Does he come to my estate to ask for it, or do I just get word? Uh, I think I'll sacrifice a soul. Yeah, he. I think Hannibal will send him to your estate for it. Okay. Um, and I'm up here uh, getting this uh, mare settled into the stables. Mm-hmm. Um, I instruct Tomas or Carrie, who, who's ever around, to tend to this mare. Get an ample food. Can you? Do horses eat any meat? Uh, they're omnivores technically, but yeah. they're. So I think, yeah, I get. I think I they're think, mostly herbivores. I think we're gonna. Are they? I think. I think for purposes of creep factor, we're gonna get this mare fat on. 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 Yeah. Yep. On uh, the butcher's scraps. Rose grows patented fertilizer. Whatever we can do to uh, fatten the mare up. I'm going to subtract two years for the mark. Is that what it is? Um, mark of servitude. It is two years. Right. So at some point, the uh, farmer maggot comes by. We've seen the marking before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the uh, actually maybe maybe out. we should uh, do it in the in the meeting room with the throne. We'll think about that. I think for now, it's still gotta be next to the fireplace in uh, in the parlor. But we'll have to see about getting like a brazier next to the phone or next to the throne so that you can, we can sit on our throne and- uh, I thought you said next to the phone. I was like, what phone is I did say, I misspoke. Okay. Slip of the tongue. Next to the throne. <clears throat> um. All right, and years are subtracted. We've seen the uh, seen the ritual many a times before, but we pull out the old uh, the old brand and. Uh, mm-hmm. Press it into fine. his flesh. Yeah, he we grunts in pain, his teeth go, gritting. Yeah, we go through the bit of at least getting his, uh, yeah, getting his nonverbal consent. 
don't want to waste a ritual on an unwilling subject that rejects it. But. Farmer Maggot bears the mark of servitude. It'd be helpful if I were higher level and I could give him the mark of command so that he could uh, boss his zombie farm animals around. But... Well, that is the spell that I'm writing right now because I realized that we have a need for it and it didn't get put in. Oh, it didn't? I there thought it is... was, I thought I saw it as a higher level ability. Uh, I don't think so. What level is it? Seven. So is this, uh, is that, does, does anything special have to get done? Do we need to, uh... I was gonna, mark of, I was gonna call it mark of allegiance. Um, but maybe command is better. Where did, I feel like I read a mark of command somewhere. Was that in a previous version? It might have been in a previous version that got scrapped, you know? Hmm. There were, there have been many changes. So does anything special need to get done, or is it just, like, at this level, that's... At this level, the, there's a separate ability that you mark them, similar thing, but, uh... Does they get command over a, a subset of undead that you would yeah, say, like so all skeletons to... or all zombies or whatever. Okay. Uh, are you imagining it be, that being something that is separate? Like I'll have to go and craft a different brand or is it just given that my intention is for this guy to be able to command his zombie farm animals? It will be I'm a-, a powerful, I'm a powerful I... necromancer, that's just what this is. I think it's a different brand that goes like on top or over. So if like your first brand is your your symbol, like the X's across, then mm-hmm. the second one might be like horns or like hooks coming off of the X's as like a an embellishment on the existing one. You'll have to like match up the brands correctly so that you press it in the right way and it forms the right searing pattern on the flesh. That sounds like some research that I uh, am not going to bother with for now. I guess we've got a blacksmith, but... Mm-hmm. Um, necessity is the mother of invention, so I don't think that's an actual problem yet. Yeah. The specialist will can bumble through his field for a few days before he uh, comes demanding command over the undead. But I guess no rush on on spells, whatever. Right. I don't particularly care about my farming efficiency, and I kind of like the idea of a a. A specialist. Yeah. A specialist, like, strapping a couple zombie monsters to a, to a, plow, to a plow, plow and just, like, mindlessly dragging it through this guy's field. <laughs> not necessarily effectively. I don't... I'm I'm not sure if a specialist is smart enough to... Yeah, they can plow. I mean, they can play... Yeah, they can tear up the, the earth. If you have an idea the, of what plowing entails... Once they start running, they start running over, like, already plotted... Like, already planted plants or... Yeah. Something like that's bound to happen, or they just like plow right over his fence and decide <laughs> right through the fence into the, the neighbor's field. Needs to be extended. <laughs> plow into his living room. At some point, he's bound to require me to invent a, a, a more elaborate mark, but nah. Right. Um, and uh, so now we need to start our uh, horsey breeding program. Probably takes years to breed your own horses, right? Like if I'm if I want to, I mean, if you want like to to breed and create lots of horses, sure. But if you just need to get one horse knocked up, you know, they go into heat every so often. Just make sure you got some stallions around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to now scour those. So, I, but I think we're gonna so well, we're gonna have... fatten this horse up, and then we're gonna start. Uh, 
Did you already sacrifice your horses? I think we sacrificed all of our horses to oh. make blood knights. Oh no, okay. It was a math, they were right there, we were desperate right. and there was a convenient right. math thing where we needed exactly three or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or two large animals. That's what it was. Maybe it was the, uh, We turned them into like skeletal horses or something useful, right? Mm hmm. I think so. Um. Need more. Um, so I think we'll go back to Hannibal later that day. And, uh, with more talk, more, more feverish talk of, uh, black steeds. Um,. What Hannibal must think of his master comes in rambling. I must, I must have every every black horse in this land. Do you know if there are, uh, are rumors of uh, of other horses in the outlying countryside? Certainly, my lord. Even outside the, of the border, the Lindel Plain and Darton Plain have uh, many good horses. Wild horses. No, no, my lord. There are no wild horses left in Gadia. Oh, Lindel and Darton, that's a long way. Okay. Um, okay, so... The, yeah. That's great. So the, that was going to be my original plan. Um, Perhaps we could send someone to purchase a horse and bring it back? One of the nearby abandoned towns surely must have a, a watercraft we could take along the coast. No, that's just fine. I can see to this myself. How far as the bat flies would you guess the Lindel Plain is from here? Ooh, score and a quarter miles. Is that a... 25. Yeah, how fast do uh, animals fly? Like Monstrous manual bat movement speeds. 24. Wow. So that means you could go 24 miles in... in That's seven miles an hour. Seven miles an hour? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so I think we'll just... Uh, go right here. Um, maybe Hannibal doesn't need to see, or if he does see, it's like out the corner of his eye. By now, it's probably getting towards the evening, right? Mm -hmm. This is a perfect time for bats to fly. Um, so Mousefur is just going to leave Hannibal's hut or wherever we're meeting in the center of town. Mm -hmm. um, walks a little ways, either down an alley or behind a tree out into the woods. And then Mousefur reaches into his... Uh, pocket or whatever to the to his bandolier <laughs> mm. and uh, and pulls forth a jar of pickled bat hearts unscrewing the jar Nosfer sticks two fingers in and plucks out a red 
I mean, a brownish dripping bat heart and uh, bops it in his mouth. You consume it. And uh, inside my necromantic soul, I hold the essence of uh, this mammal's life force. Uh, it takes three HP and five years. Is that correct? I believe so. And the three HP is held, so it cannot be restored until the the bat form is used. Yeah. And it bypasses spirit armor, I assume? Yes. I'm down to like an 18 HP, basically. So I'm bat formed with a spirit armor. Or I hold the essence, right? I don't immediately turn into a bat. Right. Right. You I hold it in your body. Right, you I, then... In theory, I could hold it and go wander around until I use it. Right. Right. You have we, the power of the bat inside you. But we use it immediately and transform into a bat here. Actually, hold on a second. I'm, I am curious. I did about my uh, armor. <laughs> I know we were in, in the midst of this uh, lovely narrative, but uh, I didn't want to sh- check if the blacksmith is still hammering away on that breastplate. Yes. All right. We're going to go. We'll go on with that. Event. We're turning into a bat. You turn into a bat and take off through the night. As you fly, uh, soft rains begin to fall. And as you cruise over the Blumwood, you can see in the distance the thick, heavy thunderheads are making their way towards Gadia from the north. By the time you reach the Lindel Plain, there's lightning and thunder about. You seem to be fine. Seems like a dramatic spot to take a break, or shall we? Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, we will end fly off into the night. Bat flying through the night, reaching the Lindel Plain, seeing little dots of light coming from villages scattered all over the place. It's a few hours after the sun has gone down. We'll return on the other side of our break. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dice and Death. Sorry for cutting you off again, Ryan. I have this habit of asking him a question when there's like three seconds left in the intro and then he's like trying to respond. I'm like, sorry, we have to go live. That's fine. I'll, I'll get back to you on that one in approximately one hour when we break again. Perfect. For Perfect. now, uh, bat role play. Right, there's a thunderstorm. There's a thunderstorm. And a lone bat fluttering through the downpour. Out above Winter's Reach, leaving the uh, pounding, flickering forge of the, uh, of the small village below. Out and over the Blumwood, over miles and miles. 24. So we said that takes like three hours, maybe just over three hours. Mm-hmm. And this bat uh, flies out over the Limdal Plain from barn to barn, stable to stable, estate to estate, town to town. Checking searching. in. Yeah, searching. What They're are you looking there. for? Uh, black horses. Hmm. At this point, ideally a, a, a stallion, but, uh, you know, I'm the, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we find. I don't think any anyone pays any mind to a uh, to a lone bat. Solo bat. Oh, maybe it's a little spooky or cool, but 
I think at this point in time, everything is spooky to these people. It's been... Of course. It's been a bad time for them. So, let's that, see uh, how this, long it this, takes uh, you. Dicing, or this, is this uh, your first druid you've ever uh, had to play as a player character? <laughs> I guess. I, I feel like with this class, there's so many different avenues you can take it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. It like we're sort of doing shotgun approach and like playing all the aspects of this necromancer character. But, but you could just take it, it down it. one route or the other. Yeah. You don't like the idea of doing non mammals? Anyways, well okay, we'll get into that. I'll, time. Yeah. I'll tell you why I I specifically called out mammals, but yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'll take you twelve barns 12 uh area i guess 12 barns you can do in maybe three villages mm -hmm. before you find a suitable black stallion for your desires uh, this stallion is not in one of the little peasant homes it is situated in a very nice well-kept barn on the, the coast of the Lindel Plain, right next to the estate of some minor lord, some tiny little, not even a baron, just a well-to-do noble lord with, uh, you know, really well-kept-up buildings and um, gardens. The stable looks like it's been recently modified and uh, improved. These people look like they have money and status and have had easy lives. Hmm. Um, but no walls. That's true. There are no are there walls gates? around the barn. Or locks. The yeah, the the gate is locked, or the the door to the barn is locked. You can mm -hmm. slip in through like a, you know, a yeah. little bat hiding hole up top. Uh, the little bat flies in through the barn window, of course, mm -hmm. right? And is perched in the stall of this, uh, of the horse, right? Yeah. Is this a war horse or just a, uh, a It's a beautiful riding horse. riding horse. Yeah. Um, Why are you talking about how pretty the horse is? I'm trying to emphasize the status of the owners of the horse. Mm. Or the suitability of uh, the horse for demonic rituals. Uh, that too, yes. But this is more, I'm trying to hint that they have Eridonian origins. The, the owners. To justify uh, horse theft? I don't think you need justifications for horse theft when you are culling the souls to raise your undead armies. We've got bigger moral quandaries. Yeah. Stealing a horse is not that big of a deal at this point. Yeah. Um, so, um... What's just, what is stopping this horse from leaving on its own? Oh, it's in a barn. It's in a stall, oh, which is yeah. closed, and then the gates mm -hmm. are locked. And Give me a mm -hmm. perception check to to listen to the insides of this place during the stormy night. I guess nope. Bat's probably... Well, yeah, whatever. You don't hear anything. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I was almost going to say you should have advantage, but it's a stormy night, so I think that would probably cancel. Yeah. No, this is fine. Um, 
is, let's see. Let me check on unholy strength for a second. I'm wondering if I can bust this thing out as is. Well, probably not as a bat, but. Um, so the little bat just sits for at least a few minutes and thinks. Sure. You can be perched there, warm yeah. and dry. Upside down at the top of the uh, barn, or the stable. Mm-hmm. Stable, barn. Sort of mm -hmm. synonymous. And holy strength, you only get, oh, it's only spiritual force. And then, oh yeah, so totally. Yeah, so we're going to turn into a uh, human mouse for probably out front of the barn and crush our way in and bust out this, this horse. Because that's the kind of badass necromancer we got right here. You want to so break just, in from the outside, not break out from I think, the inside. I think that's the easiest, right? Like, break the, like, because it's locked from the outside, right? It's not locked from the inside. That's true. Right, so yeah, we, it's a right. padlock on the outside of the, the barn. Right, so if we take the horse and ride it out, like there's no way to ride it out of, you've got to, yeah. Right. So the, the bat will fly, in bat form, Mousefur flies out to the front door. And is going to turn back into a uh, human and unholy strength the lock and just crush it in his hand. But maybe I get surprised by like a guard or something like that <laughs> with that horrible perception check. No. Or someone spots me from the uh, from the window of the manor house. Uh, not to your knowledge, at least. In the dark of night, in a cool leather jacket or whatever he's wearing. Mm -hmm. Um. So, oh, I do need to exchange HP for the strength, correct? Strength. The subject um, of the spell makes an exchange of HP for strength. Yeah. So I do. Okay. So that isn't very. Maybe we'll use, we'll only use this if we need to. What's the what's the possibility of a fourteen strength character breaking a lock? Well, if you want to break the lock, it's going to be really difficult. But the gate itself is, and it's like a barn door, right? You could use an open doors check to bash it down. Mm -hmm. It might be locked, but like you know, the frame of the gate is more is weaker than the lock itself. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna try with our current strength and do the unholy strength plan otherwise. So open doors is the d20 greater than eight? Uh, no, it's going to be less, less than, than eight. eight. Yeah, less than yeah. eight. Or I can do a d20 plus eight, and it's just got to be a 21. That'll do. An 11, no. You batter against the door. It shakes and rattles. Um, um, we'll go, and unholy strength isn't cumulative. Can I keep? Can I like keep buffing my strength every round until I? Uh, how do I min max this? Do I keep? Do I like? Do I on this next round? Do I roll? Can I do one HP for one strength, and then some later round do a few more HP for? Oh, but it's spiritual sure. As long as you keep time. paying the spiritual cost, you can keep doing that. And all of this bypasses spirit armor, correct? Yes. I don't think um, I want to go. Let's well, do to 17, I think. Sure. Uh, with create open doors, you can just keep trying. It just creates noise, unlike Ben oh, really? Bar's lift gates. Yeah, open doors can 
you can sit here until you bash this down. It might just take you a while, and with all the banging on the gate, someone oh, might hear you. I'm, I wanted to try the bend bars lift gates then before straight. I guess that's what I mentioned. I meant to. I'm talking. Uh, was talking about crushing the lock, right? Oh well, that's a seven percent chance. Yeah, yeah. On which a is 100. Low. Yeah. But that's what I, I probably would have done that first, but failed. Right. And frustrated and kick it, then buff my strength. I think we're going to go up three to a 17. Ooh, that gives you a 10 on a d20. Uh, d20 if plus I, 10. What if I, do, if I do four to 18? It's a uh, plus straight 11. to 18. Uh, then the check is 11 instead of 10. Yeah. 50 50 chance. Um, but just three to 17 seems fine. For some reason, 18 feels better, but I don't think it actually matters in this case. No. I think an 18 strength, uh, Neil Pyre, I mean, Neil Romancer. Neil Romancer. Is that All someone right. who romances the Neil? Oh, whoa. Does that happen? I don't know, but Neil Romancer certainly sounds like it. All right, uh, 15. Down to 15 HP. 109 years. I'm gonna go to 17 strength. Bash it down. And bash it down. Um, at this point, 50 50 is probably better than that 10% Ben Bars left gates. Uh, at 17 strength, that is a 13%. Mm hmm. Which is cooler? Do I roll another D100 or another D20? I feel like since you only got a plus 5% chance to your Ben Bars left gates, you should just get a 5% cha chance now rather than getting like the cumulative sum. I know? thought every time your circumstances changed, you re-rolled. You're right, they do. Thing. You're right, they do. They do. They do. I am definitely trying to nerf you in the moment. We can play with the region of real But rolls. I roll a 99, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. If I can still do the bash the door down. Five, over the course of five minutes. <laughs> uh, so you, and I you don't go. even get it. Wait, oh no, you oh. didn't. Add, oh no, if oh, you had yeah. added instead of oh, trying to roll I under, to, but I but I didn't. Open doors Did you really stand. mean to add your ten no, to it? I don't know. I All forgot right. what my new one was, so I just rolled a d twenty. Okay. So here's this vampire out hammering on their uh, on their barn door in the middle of the night. All right. um, but I can keep doing this, right? I, I get yeah. it on the second round of, yeah. So it's been like five minutes of you trying to get into this, yeah. this barn. Um, and as soon as you bash down the doors, a shovel swings towards your head. Uh, with a two, it comes up and down, like next to you, hitting the ground. Before you guys, is a stable boy, or maybe a stable man, a groom. Yeah, so this uh, this guy, there's no way he is proficient in the shovel as a weapon. Or at least that's the gamble I'm taking. So I can make unarmed attacks against him with no opportunity attacks. Is that how it works? That's in fine. The system? Yeah, I Brand, think I can so. Make a, can I make like an unarmed attack to like wrestle the shovel from his hand, right? He's not... He's not capable of, like, he's not a knight with a long, proficient in a longsword. Right. Take an opportunity attack. This is... I don't think shovels grant you opportunity attacks. They are unwieldy. Maybe maybe someday an intrepid smith will invent a combat shovel that would grant him an opportunity attack. But for now... <sighs> At two, Brute? 
at two. For now, Mouser is gonna just uh, you know, turn around, staring disdainfully at this uh, poor child, poor summer child, and uh, wrestle the shovel. So I either grab him or grab the shovel, and give me an initiative roll. Uh, yeah, 10 plus three for my weapon oh. speed. Ooh, 11, not that good. Well, he rolled a one. I don't think shovels have a weapon speed of 10. So he'll go yeah, first. He can bring the shovel up. Uh, and he begins to shout, Intruder! Intruder! But the storm is loud and his voice doesn't carry that far. He brings the shovel up and down again with a 14 to hit. Uh, I don't even think that actually hits my AC. I've got chain mail on. It clatters harmlessly against your yeah, AC, think... your, your chain mail. The shovel's edge, like running along it, had you not been wearing that chain mail, that edge of the shovel could have badly wounded you, but. Uh, you know what I think it is, is I'm gonna, well, we'll see how I do on this counter attack. Melee hit a just of one, and then I've got a one for my Thacko, so I'm rolling a plus two with a nine. No not good. Catch the shovel, and I only get one attack around. Mm -hmm. You are the intruder here. And. I guess it rolls on. One-minute combat rounds are so strange. Yeah, because it's not just a, a single attack back and forth. It's more of like a, an ongoing spar. And yeah. the rules that does we make are that... Does he drive me into the stables, or does... Uh, no, or... he's trying to keep you out of the stables. So he's got these, okay. like, broad swings in front of you, back and forth, trying to keep you at the... distance. Is he inside of the structure or he was, was he, he yeah okay so that's what that perception shovel. check I he came up and hit me over the head with the shovel he was he, he came from inside yeah. yeah he heard you bashing down the gate grabbed a shovel and as soon as they came down he tried to hit you now he's just trying to keep you out like thrusting and slashing and stabbing and bringing it yeah. over his head and um, we go to the next round of combat the second round of combat he gets, uh, I'm going to say, has a speed of seven, okay. so he gets we'll 12. One. So we'll take one last roll to hit. Grab this kid. Oh my Crit god. Natural 20. Okay. You grab him by you the grab, throat. Grab the shovel mm. and tell him it's, you know, run for your life, boy. And uh, roll. Mouse for suddenly becoming a gruff old man, even though he's a. He has many oh, years of experience. <clears throat> um, so, do, should I roll a strength check to disarm, or to like pull uh, the shovel out? Yeah, and, let's just do a post strength check. I don't think I'm doing. Yeah, I think you've got like one hand on his neck and one yeah, hand think, on his shovel, and you're just like yeah. trying to rip it from him. I grab. He's a yeah. strong stable boy. They need strong arms on the farm, <laughs> but he only rolls a seventeen. Yeah, only a 22, oh. but that's enough to, I think, pull the shovel away from him and, like, give him an opportunity to run for his life, like I said. He will, yes. Okay. You throw him to the ground or you release him and he bolts, making a, a beeline for the manor house down on the coast. Just a, and a scant maybe, hundred, hopefully we're hundred luckier with the shovel. I think it mouse for strides to the back of the stables and uses this uh, tool that the lovely stable boy handed him to break open us if there's a lock on the uh, no there's not it's the just like a, a wooden what do you call it um, a brace or a uh, a bar mm -hmm. just a simple wooden bar so anyone can undo it but the horse can't get out okay then we throw the shovel to the ground and unleash the stallion from its uh what do you call it it's 
stall? Stall. stall. And roll an animal handling check, I think, to, uh, for horse riding. Yeah. Which uh, which would you prefer? Uh, horseback riding. Horseback riding is way better. Yeah. Um, it's also way more appropriate. You easily control this horse, yeah. even though it's... It comes naturally. I think the, uh, I don't know. You don't have a saddle for it, and you can just ride it straight out, bareback, into the storming night. Yeah, the uh, stable door just flapping in the storm. A stable boy left behind with a uh, harrowing tail. And, and you can ride uh, left with uh, one new horse. It'll take you the rest of the night and then some to make it back to Winter's Reach. Navigating the woods in the dark on a horse Ooh, these is woods are my difficult. home. I have a proficiency in horse riding. I think many a time, Mouse has ridden on horseback through the Blumwood. Right? This is yeah. Let's just see if you can make it through the Corval Lorwyn Pine Spur line without being yeah. caught yeah, or spotted. Yeah, I think it'd be fair for them to, uh, to spot me. Yeah. Oh, not on a natural one, they don't. The, the scouts and guards who are supposed to be keeping an eye on this line to make sure no one slips through have retreated into their tents on this stormy night. Sort of, not entirely abandoned their post, but are keeping warm, because who would travel in a night like this? They're even, uh, did they not even hear the, uh, clattering of hooves on the, uh, on the wind, or...? No. Nope. They just heard the, the splashing of water from regular animals in the woods, and the constant dripping, the rolls of thunder, their own coughing and wheezing, because everyone's got TB in this dark time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you make it back to Winter's Reach sometime the next morning? Yeah. The rainstorm does continue into the next day. You can only tell the difference between night and day because it, instead of being so dark you can't see anything, it's just so dark you have a hard time seeing. Um, but you do make it back to Winter's Reach. Some day and a half later. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, yeah, ride this... Uh, stolen stallion straight to the straight to the estate mm -hmm. by the time you arrive you're, you're tired and sore from the bareback chafing on this wet horse <laughs> phrasing you <Neil. laughs> buddy this whole I, scene have, is... I have been in pain uh, riding a horse is some of the, the worst pain I've ever felt Maybe that might be a slight exaggeration, but let me tell you, that bouncing, there are things that fall underneath that get bounced upon, and that's with a good saddle in a, an easy environment. Oof. I don't uh, know how the Mongols did it. Anyway, you're back in your estate. I believe this is day 122. Of the campaign? Yes. I didn't know we were tracking days here. I was tracking years. <laughs> McTacky tracks days for us because ah. we don't deserve McTacky. 
and yeah, we will. Yeah, the I guess the villagers of Winter's Reach are the only uh, witnesses that could corroborate that uh, poor stable boy's story. Mm-hmm. But they'll never know. He'll never have anyone to believe him. Well, they'll believe him because it's broken and the horse is stolen. It'll but... be an, it'll be another uh, ghost story that the uh, mm-hmm. people of these lands will tell themselves. Yep. Let the legends of the Neopire spread. Well, you've got your horse. You're tired. Yeah, we, so I think uh, inexplicably their lord, what, some day and a half after rambling to them about uh, <laughs> black horses, comes riding into town with another one. Yep. And you put them both in your stable? Put it in the stable uh, and leave Carrie. Probably Tomas. Carrie's a chicken tender. She can't... Uh... <laughs> Can't be trusted. Uh, I don't know. Well, I can't. And we will uh, rest up and heal up. Mm -hmm. After at some point, my strength would have dipped back down to like an eleven or something like that, which I guess isn't game ending. Or I mean, which is fine. It's just like eleven strength. What am I, a peasant? Yeah. So I eventually need to recover. Uh, it returns at a rate of three points per day. Per day. So it'll take a day to rest and recuperate. Mm -hmm. Plus all that HP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it takes to... Uh... Well, you know. But, uh... You also notice around you there's this... Um... The smell of death and decay that like seems to be coming from your arms and your own body uh, that'll linger right, until your strength is restored yeah because your flesh is actually rotting yeah it's okay so I guess uh, concerned for me I think Rosegrove would smell the stench of undeath and send for Lilith to uh, come and heal and Rub me with her perfumes, or yeah, she stuff, comes and stuff me with rosemary. She can smell the she death does. in the air and asks you where you've been wounded. I don't think there are. Are there visible wounds? There are no visible wounds. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, does she have? Can she treat? I mean, I guess she, she can. Is it still with a proficient healer and herbalist? I can still recover yeah. better. From yeah, these, yeah, because you you have like rotting stuff, so she can come in and clean, you know, make, make some incisions and drain the pus that's developing, like, squeeze out all the gross stuff, um, and then, like, patch it up with appropriate things that promote healing and growth. Um, I, but you'll, you will have to, you know, show her that you're not wounded and that it's the actual underlying muscle that is rotting. Are you comfortable sharing that information with her? Um. Yeah, right? I feel like that's almost more a discovery she's making than Alice mm. her, right? I mean, I guess. Right, so she comes up she's and asks. She's a proficient healer. Yeah, where, where, where's your injury, my lord? She asks. I think the healing arts, especially for a creepy wood witch like our friend Lilith here, are much uh, 
I don't know. I guess uh, you, you don't give uh, a, a direct reply. Know, I've, yeah. I've uh, sustained no no in, no injuries. Is uh, gives a, a bit of a sigh and comes over and like helps you take off your chain mail and like unbuttons your shirt a, and starts like uh, examining your arms and body for signs of sacrifice of, of the spirit. Nods and understands. Is there actually pus to drain, or is... Yeah, she'll find, like, a spot in your arm and pull out a a very small, sharp blade and give you, like, a a small cut, and just, like, white pus sort of oozes out, and she takes her whole arm and, and, like, tries to gather it all up and squeeze it out through here and wipes it off with a rag and stitches you back up with a little bit of needle and thread and puts a poultice over it, binds it, then goes to your lower arm and sort of does the same thing and makes lots of small incisions and, like, drains these nasty fluids from you. Nalsifer finds that extremely distasteful. Uh Mostly the cosmetic injuries. I'm fine with the trade of uh, HP and the cycle of souls, but seeing it scarred across his body... She's a good healer. I guess looking at him, he's got that nasty crit he took from a longsword, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And these markings that she's making on you are small incisions that are being immediately stitched up and healed over. They they might leave small scars, but the the scars will fade in a year or so, you know? I think Mousefer stops her and says... Don't stitch them up. And I think sitting up. We'll summon Lord Rosegrove to uh, to be trained. <laughs> Lord Rosegrove arrives. And instead of like instead of having Lilla stitch up the wood, so she'll like bleed and I don't know, drain Mousefer's uh fetid arms and we'll just leave the wounds open and let them heal supernaturally through uh, the draining of the HP mm. and I think I can only grab like if I recall two from Lord Rose Grove I think so I think he has five HP I don't really remember but it's probably somewhere around there yeah the butcher isn't at the estate right or something uh, some some the, little meaty. It's a lot of it. A lot of HP. No, the butcher is here. He li- does live in the estate with you. Your estate now has um, Tomas, Lord Rosegrove, Carrie, and the butcher all live here. Um, I think Carrie lives in the stables, mm-hmm. and Blair might live in the stables with her as well. No, Blair is a rat catcher. Yeah, She's- she lives in town then. Okay. She's like a con- yeah, she sh- yeah, shows up with bags full of rats that maybe- Oh, maybe by now they're keeping them in cages in the stable or something like that. Sure. I'd be right. <laughs> um, maybe. and so while, you know, you summon Lord Rosegrove to- Actually, no, I guess after you summon Lord Rosegrove, do you drain two of his hit points? Four of his hit yeah, points? Yeah, we'll do that. Rather, in lieu of- in lieu of the, uh, stitches and scars, mm. use our, uh, dark magics to heal up those wounds I only sustained actually three points of damage from that unholy strength 
So if I drain it back direct, like directly into that, I feel like it would. Uh... Anyways, well, so we'll gain two pop, top up two points of HP. Oh, and the rest was from turning into a bat. Yeah. Yeah. So that took down three six. HP. Yeah. And that's is that also like a? I don't know. Uh, I think all of this can be healed magically. I don't think there's any... No, of course not, yeah, right? That's fine. It just, yeah. Right, that's totally it, right? Vampire flies in and feeds his way back to full from having to spend all his HP changing forms, yep. holding essences. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Powering um, himself with unholy strength. After you drain Lord Rosegrove of some of his HP and restore yourself, Lilith, who's been standing by in the corner, approaches you and drops to one knee and says, Lord Winter, you have been in need of my healing services more and more. Might I suggest I move my apartment to the estate so as to better serve you. I know she wants to move in. Uh, <laughs> can you, can you um, make yeah. this commitment? Of course. You can. Uh, can we pull up the map? Yes. There's plenty of room in the estate. Like it's. Uh, it's kind of absurd that we haven't moved in our wish doctor yet. But uh, here we go. Here's Winter's Reach. Yes, yes, of course. You may set up an uh, apothecary in the back room. Let's see. I don't know which one. What are all these? I don't know what. I think all of these. I think they're all empty around. right now. These are all empty? Yeah. Yeah, I think the upstairs. This is like the servants' quarters. So I think um, that's where the butcher and Tomas live. They both live here together. I think Lord Rosegrove probably has this as his own personal room. Um, this, of course, would be your room. And then the ground floor is these three bedrooms on the left side are unattended. They're open for whoever would like them. And the back right one is the kitchen? Uh, no, this uh, is a kitchen perfect. here. This is a library? Mm -hmm. Those are bookshelves, I believe. Yeah. What is this? Hmm. Some sort of meeting hall. Maybe that's where the servants take their meals. Um. I think, so, she, know, could, I think she would have. I think this room. Well, I don't know what this back room is called. The library. In the adjoining tower. Does oh, it oh, in the adjoining the tower. tower. Uh, you can enter the tower from the second floor only. Oh, so you really? Could, yeah, yeah, you could make that her room, but she'd have to go no, through no, your no, bedroom no. to get there. Um, um, either of these rooms over here could be made appropriate, if you'd like. How about the creep? There's a creepy one of the bunch of spider webs. That seems perfect. <laughs> you can have the spider closet. She will go about turning I mean, I, it into her all own of these apothecary. rooms look like she you write it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, set up your apothecary wherever. You don't. Yeah. 
Excellent. She I invited. If is she is she a creepy vampire too? Is, do I have to invite her or something into my into the house before uh, she's allowed in? Uh, no. You, I mean, I don't know. You've already invited her in, so that that ship has sailed long time ago. Either ways, I probably need some wooden stakes for my bandolier. <laughs> Just in case Lilith turns on you, tries to drain your blood. Right. Those would be suitable spiritual weapons, wouldn't they? Once living. Yes. Yes, they would. That's, that was it. that crossed my mind, but I've but uh, intricately carved bone daggers was too epic to pass up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lilith moves in to the estate uh, in the servants' hall over here on the far side. Oh, no one's fucking. I didn't bring up I think the map. It, I I'm think what it is. I think those were the abandoned uh, women's servants' quarters. Yes. Right, like a there. This was all, yeah, I mean, this women's servants' quarters, but we don't have, there's no... There no women's servants. The house, so this whole wing has been left sealed up. Uh, no, this is Lord Rosegrove's room. Oh, I just so Lord Rosegrove moved into the women's wing after uh, the last... Uh, yes. Last female's ever passed away, and he just, like, took that whole wing for, for himself. Yeah, this is the and only room let, that he's been he's tending to. to cobwebs. Well, no one needs these rooms. No need to keep them up. We're a simple house. Well, the world has gotten more complicated. Tell me about it. Right. Um, So, Lord Rosegrove has been trained. You've gained HP. Lilith will spend the day, actually the next few days, moving her possessions in and arranging things contracting with some of the workers in town uh, that owe her money or favors for all of the work she's done for them, free of charge, to build furniture that will be appropriate for her needs. Lilith has been... Was that, was that Norman, the, the carpenter that made that skull throne for Malsifer? It, it is, yes. Does he, does he also decorate... Uh, Lilith swing, or does she have a different aesthetic in mind than uh, Skull Thrones? And <laughs> she has a different aesthetic. She wants fairly typical uh, shelving and everything. But if there's any bog wood around, she's specifically asking for that. Um, and most of the bog wood is actually found near Gator Beach. Also so... wonders what this bog wood is. And, uh... Maybe you read about it in a book. She has bog wood. Or... Or I uh, touched uh, it in a different life. Bogwood is wood that has been, well, left in a bog and takes on a black, charcoaly um, color to it. So it just, it's, you know, very dark, borderline black wood. I think I have some bogwood dice. Really? In a bag somewhere, yeah. What were you consulting? Do you have D&D notes on Bogwood, or are you, like, Googling Bogwood? Um, when I was plant- getting my uh, the engagement ring I was going to ask Lauren to marry me with, I was looking up all sorts of things, because I got her a, a wooden ring. And Bogwood is pretty fucking cool looking. Um, and so I almost got her a Bogwood ring before I decided on the route that we went with. If you huh. just Google it's Bogwood. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What I was alluding to was uh, Zweihard's Bogwood Axe. Oh, right? yeah. Bogwood as a handle for one of his... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I think it's still, I've still probably got that uh, on some character sheet somewhere and all mm -hmm. of its crazy bonuses to crits or whatever it did. Mm -hmm. mm. But another campaign. Another time. Um, yeah, so the Lilith moves in, heals me up. Uh, we rest at least the 24 hours to gain back our strength. Okay. The The storm will pass. It blows itself out over a period of 48 hours, so I think by now, when you wake up, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And in the morning... When you finally come to, after everything is done. It's nice. And peaceful. Quiet. You can hear the sound of the ocean from the offshore breeze kind of just rolling into your house. Uh, outside your window, you can see that there have been a, a few people gathered. Apparently in the storm, one of the trees in your orchard got blown over and so some folks have gathered around to, to finish ripping the tree out and remove the stump which will be an all day process and clear it from the orchard take it into town and chop it up for use <clears throat> your people look generally content with their lot you know, they, they, they gather on their own to remove the tree you can hear the construction from the room next door where Lilith is building a new home can hear the cries of the butcher out near the stable saying fresh meat come and get it as the workers kind of put down their tools for a moment and go over to where he's grilling some probably rat or something who knows but they're all kind of lining up for their rat hot dogs um despite all the creepiness you you do have a productive self-sustaining happy little town guarded by skeletons <laughs> Mal sort of thinks back to a different dark and stormy night. That stump out on the east side of the, of the manor. Only um, four months ago, Secret Times stumbled upon that hatch buried underneath the earth. Lord Winter takes a walk through his uh, through his estate uh, out to the barn. Find uh, Carrie. Uh, yeah, oh, Carrie is Governor. currently passing out some chicken feed to a bunch of chickens that are pecking around this uh, this like a larger fenced area she's created around the barn. End of the horses. They are parked in the barn, just chilling. Are um, they fed? Oh yeah, they got a whole Fat. bunch of food, uh, some delicious meats that they're not used to eating, that they seem quite interested in. The zombies and skeletons are far enough away that they can't detect them or notice them, so they're happily munching on their stuff. And while they're currently in separate stalls, you can see the mare, not the mare, the stallion is, uh, you know, checking out the, the mare around, but it's not time, she's not in heat, so he doesn't really care. I gotta figure out how often horses go into heat. <laughs> uh, 
uh, every 19 to 22 days from early spring into autumn. Uh-oh, we're gonna have to start nailing down when this campaign takes place. I know that's what I want to do, but... He's simulating the fertility of a NPC horse. Yes. Yes, that that is... That's my day job. Simulating fertility <laughs> of fantastic beasts. Uh, oh my. It is day one of the horse's cycle. So it'll be at least like 20, like about 20 days before she's ready. She must have been just coming out of heat then when you. you Are you sure it's not her. perfect timing and they got it on last night and I've already got a uh, pregnant mare? Or is carrying oh, out the Oh, God, I guess technically you're right. It would have been last night that it would have been, the heat would have been ending, right? Right, I've been in, like, a coma for 24 hours. Recovering um, from, the, uh, from the unholy strength. And not exactly a coma, but I've been in bed rest for a full day. Right? Carrie would have known that your goal was to make these horses. Yeah, right? I came back rambling about getting the horse fat, and I've got to go collect all the horses. And <laughs> all right, all right. So... They had one beautiful night together in the storm. Um, I'll roll a horse fertility check to see if it took. Uh, that's a con didn't check we, for the horse. Didn't we test out the intricacies of this uh, system before? Uh, Mama B? Yeah. Or was that with divine intervention? That was with divine intervention. So this, is, this is an unaided... Uh... Yeah, you'd need a cleric of Martha to make sure the horse uh, mm -hmm. takes. You know what I mean? Uh, ooh, that does not look like a good con check. I don't think... No, no, it's going to take another attempt. Another isn't try. It, I thought it was this... Isn't, who's rolling a con check here? Uh, the mayor. The pass would be um, creation of a, a child. A horse embryo. <laughs> when you put it like that... <laughs> All right. Then I guess we're stuck waiting uh, three weeks. Three weeks. For a nightmare. Ugh. Um. Yes, um, in that time, there's probably dead to raise. Carrie, line up the chickens. She. The sacks of rats. Oh no! I guess we wanted to. We wanted to wait to level eight for a mass raising, right? It's just. It's. Uh, Just I don't know. It might be a while before you hit level 8, right? Because you hit level 7 yeah. before yeah. that last battle, actually. Level 6 was the bat. Hmm. I don't really played with my poltergeist either. We're also waiting for the, uh, I mean, I guess no matter what, we've got a couple of weeks, right? There's no better use of that time than raising undead, even if it's not as efficient. So we'll still uh, yeah. gather up the chickens and the rats and uh, at least cull their population, right? Because you don't want a whole bunch of, like, once they're a, yeah. What do you mean? And they don't stay fresh, right? They're probably in dying off, right? These are like, yeah catch rats you want to you want to sacrifice them fresh 
right, right. Because you're not going to feed the rats, right? So eventually they'll starve or <laughs> eat each other. So you need yeah, to so gotta work continually them. cull them. Mm -hmm. So you can you can raise eight skeletons a day of any kind you want. What are you going to start with? Um, I think we'll, we'll, we're going to head out into the, uh, well, we're going to gather up enough chickens or probably rats, sacks of, like, clubbed rats at this point, right? And drag mm -hmm. them out to the battlefield, take them out to the battlefield and raise some skeletons. By now, the specialists have been working for a day and a half, two days. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have certainly, uh, what's the word? Uh, Sorted out. The undead? Yeah, flayed bones. some bodies, I guess. Probably mm. with the help of a ghoul instructed to not actually eat the bones, to just eat the flesh. Right. We will probably, I guess we don't have any large or medium animals, so never. So at this point we just want to raise skeletons. And we can actually re-raise skeletons that I lost in the battle, correct? Yes. Yes, The better can. use of the time or whatever it would be to raise higher level skeletons, but I don't have the sacrifices for it. Right. So I think we'll just start, and I guess we're just going to crank away. It takes, we can only do eight a day, correct? Correct. So we will pass some time, I think, until you interrupt me. Okay. Um, Let's see. The Okay, yeah, you've got time. You have time. So, how many how many days do we want to pass? You it'll can probably, easily it'll be pass three a week. weeks until we've got a got a horse, mm -hmm. <laughs> or another shot at a at a horse. Right. Um, I'm still interested in tracking down more, more horses, more horses. But I don't think we'll actively pursue that. I think because we want because. We want that breastplate to be done, which is probably in also some number of weeks. I don't know how. Right. I think we said two or three weeks, and it was started a while ago. I think by probably by the end of this week, it'll be done. Okay. Yeah, it's getting real close. So we'll do eight skeletons a day. Mm-hmm. Um, basic. Let's see. Just a small animal, right? It doesn't take any sacrifice other than... Nope, just yeah, a small so just, animal. So it ate a day, ate rats, take them on out to the field, mm -hmm. and uh, raise the dead. And slowly but surely, you know, help uh, chip away at this battlefield. Mm -hmm. Lovely. So how many days shall I pass? How many Seven skellies days. should I add? Flip a week. Mm-hmm. Just be regular skeletons, seven, seven times eight. Mm-hmm. Back up to 146 skeletons. Um, by now, I think the army will have advanced along with me. So if we back out. Want to back out to the world map, or what do we do? Yes, doing? let us go to the world map. Actually, the battlefield wasn't too far, but I think the battlefield is where the army will be. 
no longer in the village itself. But the Blood Knights typically uh, aren't far from their from their lord. You move out into the, the Blumwood, just all peaceful and washed clean after the battle. Um, well, it's gotta be, it's gotta be springtime now or something like that. I'm not sure exactly where, but I think it's springtime. And the, the birds are out and they're chirping despite the carnage everywhere. At least they are chirping until you arrive with your army. Um, <laughs> Well, this is out at that old, that battlefield. Right. And, yeah. And uh, as you arrive, I would like you to make me a perception check. Sure. This is presumably where we've been raising and processing dead mm-hmm. for a week, right? Yeah, I think your skeletons have been working all through the rainy night doing their thing. No, uh, we don't yep. notice it. Do we, do we get ambushed or anything? Or are we... Uh, no, no, this is not a danger check. This is, um, doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. This is one of those things where if you don't pass it, you don't know what happens, and then later someone calls DM hacks, I'm like, well, this one time you failed the perception check, and now, da-da-da-da-da-da. It's essentially DM hacks. Uh, you arrive. Yeah, you arrive. I'm guilty of that as a DM a lot, where I'm like, roll a perception check. All right, moving on, never mind. Yep, yep. Uh, you arrive and your skeletons have flayed many bodies and stacked the meat on one side and the bones on the other and you know a lot of, a lot of dead here a lot of the meat has been rotting it's been out in the rain and the stormy weather did you want to did once upon a time you had a desire to use this human flesh as like animal feed or something uh, I think I think it's human flesh. I think it's ghoul food at this point. Okay. And zombie food. Do zombies need to eat? No. Do ghouls need to eat? Not really. Ghouls regenerate HP by eating the dead. Yeah, but they if they weren't wounded, then nah. then they don't need it. We need more ghouls to make this operation more sustainable. Is the uh, is what I'm hearing. The ghouls are part. really good at eating flesh off of creatures. They're perfect for it. Zombie, ghoul. I need fresh dead, and you need HP. That would have been... I should have raised ghouls after the battle immediately. mm. Well, you could raise them now. Can I? Are these considered freshly dead? Intact brains? Um, let's see. How fresh is fresh? Well, this battle was a few days ago, and they've been... It's been rained on. Um, which has kept the temperature down. I would say they, they're they not preserved-preserved, but they're still freshly dead. Yeah. yeah. Their faces are still recognizable. They have, they're not, like, decomposed. They might be, like, a little bit bloated or, you know, a little bit rotted, but they're, they're mostly intact. Yeah, then I would like to or would have liked to raise some ghouls as well to uh, assist in... Uh these endeavors uh, let's put ghoul let's say freshly dead is within one week you should really simulate the decomposition of the body you're right let me go find a body and leave well, it let, out 
and uh, I'll let you know when it turns unready for ghouls. Does anyone have a body I can borrow for a week? I need to talk to like a, an ME, a medical examiner. <laughs> Nuke man, and I volunteer. <laughs> Excellent. New man, new man is definitely a denizen of Winter's Reach. That's not simulation. That's an experiment. Oh. We'll just simulate Slash content slash human decomposition. What are the four? Oh my God, guys! This. Look at the image on like this page regarding human decomposition. It's this like young lady. Like looking off into the distance with like a smile on her face, like yes, Pondering. what are the stages of decomposition? Hmm. The the link in Twitch chat. Well then. Just like us, is she pondering the inevitable decomposition of the organic matter, which constitutes, uh... Let's see. Us all? Eight to ten days after death, the body turns from green to red as the blood decomposes and the organs in the abdomen accumulate glass. Gas several weeks after death uh, is when nails and teeth fall out. So I think we can do ten days. Yeah. Ten days is a, a good period of time. And in those days, I can raise eight ghouls a day. Yes. Uh, but so, it's already been like three days, I think. So you have seven days left. Well, I already added all those skeletons, right? Or oh, you already did a week of skeletons? I don't know. I mean, I can change that. Yeah, why don't we switch have that switch that back to ghouls? Because it... So... It, yeah. Okay, so do four days of skeletons and... Uh, three days of ghouls. So the so I can do eight ghouls a day. You can do eight ghouls a day. Yeah, that will take eight twenty four years, right? We're gonna be ready to feed, aren't we? That'll be twenty four years, and it'll be two HP a day, so six HP. Of which I'm gaining. I gained some. Mm-hmm. I gained three a day. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. If you gain three a day with the healer and you use two a day for raising, you'll yeah. you'll be gaining HP. I think uh, Lilith has to become like a psychologist or psychiatrist to uh, to treat Mal's for spiritual wounds, or maybe a maybe a clergy. Maybe, we'll need to, maybe that's what you need a religion proficiency for. Like you've got to go have these uh, spiritual talks with your uh, with your pastor. Mm-hmm. You ease your spiritual wounds. Is that is that what I need? <laughs> you, need to you need a healed soul. I oh I need to twenty four years. We're back we're back down to the double digit years here. Eighty-four. What am I, immortal? Oh. We require more sacrifices. All right. You okay? 
Oh Are yeah, I just realized what this aftermath.com is about. It's a like a, a cleaning service for if there's been like a murder in your area, they'll come and like clean up the blood and everything. That's what this that's what that webpage that I linked was. They're the like post-traumatic death cleaning service. Specialists in trauma cleaning and biohazard removal. <laughs> I think they're talking about diarrhea. At least that's that's what I'm gonna go with. 24-7 crime scene and trauma cleanup. At least the guy on the front page looks more concerned. He's not quite so happy. He's like, oh no, there's a body here. What do I do? Neil, what are yeah. we gonna do with you? I have no this, idea. This... Property managers, commercial and industrial companies, military and government agencies. These are the <laughs> industries we serve. <laughs> oh lordy okay okay we're done i'm gonna stop looking at this it's really things, um, that, things that you probably could have figured existed but didn't really need to talk about on stream yeah especially with such like peaceful beautiful music playing all right uh, so you raise ghouls yeah. um you only raised three days of ghouls was it yeah, I only have 24 more ghouls. <laughs> I think one ghoul is enough. <laughs> Wasn't that your response when I asked at which point? <laughs> something, so I don't know what it was. How many ghouls yeah. are too many ghouls? <laughs> how many skeletons are too many. Oh, there we go, yeah. One skeleton is way too many. Mm. Yeah, so it's been a week. Uh, is the armor done after a week? Is that what we? It what, is. What this increment was about? Yes, it has been uh, refitted. And now it's been bent into shape that it will cover you comfortably. And, you know, if you move back and forth, it doesn't dig into you. It's not too long. It's not too tight. It's perfect. Are you going to roll a uh, <clears throat> check? A check of yeah. some kind? I will roll a check. Uh, a pass indicates that it, like, um, how do we say? It still looks good. A failure is that he had to just, like, beat it into shape and it's kind of, like, battered and ugly. Um, so... There's no, like, quality increases? Uh, you mean, like, bonuses or penalties to AC? I'm trying coverage? to remember what the armor... So we didn't... Did we do a whole lot of armor crafting? It was mostly weapons. Mm. We did weapon crafting. Oh, yeah, and um, in Zweihard, we had armor just do damage soak. Right, right. Which I've been... Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think no. there's something to that. I, I have a, an alternate combat system that works with that, where you don't have like Thacko or bonuses to hit, you just have a combat stat that you roll for versus a That's combat stat that somebody else rolls for, and then the winner deals damage to the other one. And it's not like yeah. I make these attacks, it's I'm engaged with this person, so we like make opposed rolls to see who deals damage this round. I've got That's a, interesting. Yeah, I've got some stuff I've been working on that that I'll need to write down and run by you later. Some ideas, man. I don't know if they're any good, though. Yeah, I got some house rules myself to uh, to tinker with. Done. Another campaign. Mm -hmm. Where were we? Uh, ghouls. 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 You've raised 24 ghouls, I believe. Uh, yeah, and total of 27. But buttload of 24 zombie. in the last three days. A oh, you're rolling on, the, rolling on the breastplate. That's oh, right, right. Breastplate. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a pass. 
he beats it into shape and it looks pretty good. It's a little, you know, the original patterning on it is slightly stretched in some areas or crunched in some others, but it looks more or less fine. Can you roll a a charisma check or a collaboration check? (laughs) The idea was that uh, he would work with uh, one of the bone whittlers. To make the the bone And we're going to set like bone knives and stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, that goes even better. That's a, a natural 17 plus his skill, so oh, super good. He's so care- he's got he's got this sweet zombie hand now, so every craftsman in town wants to work with him, right? Mhm. I mean, he's he's, he's not just marked by his lord, he's a favored one of his lord. Uh he, he does have a, a bit of a smell around him, but that's probably <laughs> just the sulfur from the the forge that is mm-hmm. always running now. Um so yeah, you've got a demon-handed blacksmith. You've got a breastplate, and tell me how you wanted to have these bone holders in it. Are they like sheaths built into the armor, um, or I hadn't really thought that through. And you know, I've already role-played a uh, a blacksmith, so I was planning on turning this over to uh, to the NPC's control. That's why I was sort of asking if they would roll a charisma check to, uh, or whatever to... Yeah, let's see how good it looks. It looks pretty solid as well. Um, um, yeah, I mean, but I was, yeah. Could even be like bone carving over, like I, built in, like crazy bone spikes that Mouseford can break off and use as spiritual weapons. Or, I mean, I don't know, I already have it. You know, the bone daggers have already been carved, maybe they're sheaths. I was imagining something more organic. Like there's a me- there's so it's just steel and bone. So it's like a steel breastplate with bone, with bone, bone like um bone almost dagger. like inlays across like across the collarbone. There sure. are bones inlaid on it, and across like where the ribs of the breastplate would be, there are like bone ribs on top of that. And then those bone and ribs have like um, end up being like a, a, ten, that can be a ten pound like bone rib cage thing. So maybe the uh, some there's a, some whittlers that are also going to have to roll checks here. Yeah, can they whittle the bone? Can they whittle the bone? Roll the. That's a questionable roll. What is their stat? Oh, okay, but they have high stats, so that's a fine pass. Um, Yeah, so the bone armor gets made. There are like bones on top of the breastplate, and some of these can be like tugged out, and they'll just like slide out of their sheath, and then you can use it as a spiritual weapon and tuck it back in. If they break off, they can whittle new bones to replace them. So, like, all of the ribs can be removed. Um, and, and I don't know if you have definitely, all your Most definitely a necromancer, though. Yeah, there are... Um, no, there's no denying it with a, with a lordly breastplate like that. There are eight ribs on a side for this piece of armor, so you should have 16 pieces of bone you can pull out for spiritual weapons. Oh, 16. I had 10 noted, but mm-hmm. 16 might even be too many. So that, mean, well, that, mean, that means it's a 16-pound thing. Uh, no, because these are small things. They're not like full pound daggers, right? Bone weighs less than steel, at least um, old bone. So uh, they probably each weigh like a quarter of a pound or something. Uh, no, because there's also, yeah, let's say uh, it's it's an extra eight pounds above the normal weight for all the additions. You've got your bone breastplate now. What does that bring your AC up to? 
Um, it would be st- 17. Um, I think it's the same, but light, right? Isn't a breastplate just plus? Plus five. Five. Oh, but I could have chain arms, is what you're saying, right? right? You could have the chain, chain limbs. limbs, or you could just have the breastplate, depending on your weight requirements. I think the plan was to do, gosh, for the breastplate and all these, and the bardish. And my pickled back, bat hearts, which are negligible. I'm still only at 55 pounds out of 85. Oh, no, I, I need to drop my strength back from 17. <laughs> uh, back down to 14, makes my weight allowance 55. That's perfect, actually. So uh, if I don't have chain, I don't think the breastplate is going to be on all the time, right? Because like I said, that's like uh, you're, 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 uh, you're making it pretty clear for anyone who looks at you that you're the necromancer in town. If you walk in with a, even a steel breastplate is pretty conspicuous, is it not? Certainly, certainly. And also there's the question of, you know, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to be paranoid and always looking over your shoulder and wearing your armor at all points in time? Or are you the Lord of your lands? and you can go without armor because you have no fear of danger I mean, I or think death. The default, yeah. Yeah, I think the day-to-day is that leather coat, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, that leather trench coat that we started with. Mm-hmm. That was like leather armor. Yeah. Whatever, 15 pounds of uh, black edgelord leather. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got this breast play for war. Can even throw on chain sleeves if we need to. In times of dire need. Well then. I don't know how much we need this crossbow and corals. But hey. I don't know. It's got a longer range than the bo- than the bone daggers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All is peaceful in Winter's Reach. And I think uh, if my neighbors don't have anything to say about it. What neighbors? Things will continue peacefully for uh, for some more weeks as, uh, you know, peace continues here in Winter's Reach. Um, There's horses out to pasture. We're busy. Land is prosperous. Something, at least relative to uh, the numbers that are left. Hmm. You know, you can roll on encounter checks. You don't need to use your uh, your your brain. Uh, yes. Yes, that is true. It looked like you were computing your random encounter table in your head. I just wanted to save you some... Uh... <laughs> Thanks, right? Save you some simulation effort there. That's great. I'll just roll it instead. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, so it's been a week since all these things went down. And on this day, you see out over the water, there is a small ship that has raised a white flag. It's out here, a few miles off the coast, um, and the flag is sort of like waving back and forth parallel to the land.
Uh, can you ping on the map where it is? Like, which uh, direction? Right around here. Mm -hmm. In the Strait of Amon, um, waving a, a white flag in the direction of your manor from yeah. you know a few miles offshore. Yeah, Melsifer heads out to the bluffs that uh, order his manor and watches. We don't even have any boats of our own, do we? We scavenged some. You might right? have a few boats and for then there a few was that, fishermen. Where did, remember that assassin? He came mm -hmm. by boat and left his boat somewhere. That's true. There's um, a boat down the, the cliffway. There's maybe like a little switchback that runs down the cliffs towards a small beach. And that's mm -hmm. where he parked his boat when he came on in. Yeah, I don't think you guys have fishing. You have uh, large cliffs here. So you wouldn't have any docks or anything like that. Yeah, but I think in the time that the boat pulls up, Mousefur can uh, walk on down to that beach, which is the most likely spot for them to uh, yes, to land. And um, um, what do you bring with you in this situation? Uh, you wear your armor. I think not. No, I think like we said, I think this is the armor is probably hung above the skull throne or something like that right at this moment. Okay. Do you bring your blood knights? You've said that they're always around, right? So I think Mousefur heads off to the bluffs to look and the blood knights follow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was debating whether to like conceal them underwater mm. or in the beach and like, <laughs> that's... Blood knights can take ranged weapons, right? Yes. They totally got the... There were 20 bows we haven't raised skeletal warriors for that the Blood Knights totally have. So the Blood Knights have sidearms. That's, that's where those bows went. Okay. So the Blood and Knights no, have uh, bows and so, uh, sidearms, right? Together? Bows and long swords, and I think shields, right? They can use all that equipment. Yep. Mail, and I, they'll be lined on the bluffs while Mouse first sort of walks down to the beach to see. How long can a necromancer hold an essence? Indefinitely, I believe. As long as they uh, hold the lose the HP. Yep. Yep. It's been a week, so I was at. Did you change my HP to twenty? I have not touched your character. Okay. Um. So in the week, we could have eaten another healed... bat. Yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely ate another bat, but we would have heal... definitely healed the twenty-two. Mm-hmm. That's only a couple HP, and then yeah, we at some point we dined on pickled bat, pickled mm -hmm. bat heart, and so we're, we'll be dropped to an 18 with a spiritual armor and a bat essence hold held. Mm -hmm. I need some cool animal and some more animal hearts. But I will go bat again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so we'll walk out to meet them. So armored and leather is probably a sinister hunting knife. Mm-hmm. Like, strapped to his boot. But the Bardish now is uh, is haunted and stays wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Maybe picking up, like, the crossbow off the, uh, off the mantle as he, like, heads out. So, like, yeah. So we take a walk down to the beach and size up this uh, ship. It's a small boat. 
uh, it launches a, an even smaller rowboat off of it, which comes towards you, waving a flag. It takes a while to row all the way in from a mile out or so. so you've How got, many are there on there? On the arriving boat, there mm-hmm. are two rowers and um, two other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's probably rude to bring a weapon to a to a peaceful meeting. To a Maybe not. It wouldn't be inappropriate to bring a, an arm, a sidearm, with you, but it would be inappropriate to draw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll hang the. Uh, we'll have hung the uh, crossbow from one of the blood knights before, like heading out to the beach to meet this robot. And I believe Mousefur will come alone if it's so few men. What you said, three. Uh, four, including the rowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you leave the blood knights on the bluff. What can I? See? Yeah, and they're partially concealed, probably. Okay. Like, so I don't know that these people will notice that there's archers on the like hidden on the bluffs, waiting for their lord's command to attack. Mm-hmm. But, um, maybe we should roll post perception checks. See what I can see on their ship versus what they can see on the. On the I like land. the idea. I like it. Maybe not even the pose, maybe simultaneous. So I, I fail, so I probably don't notice any more than the four yep. going to shore. Uh, it's not until they land on the beach and take a few moments to pull up their watercraft onto the sand so it doesn't get swept away by the tide that mm-hmm. you notice the lead figure is a woman bearing the uh, amulet of Martha on her neck, a cleric. With her is a knight who stands a few feet behind her, sword or hand on the hilt of his sword, but not drawing it. The rowers just quickly stand by the boat and hold it while the I, cleric approaches you. Do I recognize any of these people? No. There's just a whole new band of adventures. Okay, I just have a, I have a flashback to that cleric of Martha dying on my, uh, uh, on my doorstep, outside my doorstep. Yes. Uh, and who is now eternally haunting your yard, I believe. Yeah, and but yeah, then we realize this is okay. This isn't the this isn't the cleric of Martha that haunts my lawn. This is a new she, cleric of Martha. She hasn't and come a, back you said, for you. You said a swordsman. A swordsman, yes. In armor. Uh, in the yep. yep, he's wearing a breastplate, uh, no limbs on it or anything like that, and he's got a, a arming sword at his side. And, that's and about two it. rowers are they? Uh, are they? Were they? Are they actually secret adventurers, or are they just... If they are, they're well hidden. They just have, like, loose striped shirts. Two um, rogues, and two rogues in the boat. They're all assassins. They've got, like, cut-off, above-the-knee pants, uh, and they look weathered by the years at sea. So either a level zero uh, rower or a level ten rogue with Mm -hmm. an exquisite disguise skill. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and you failed your perception check, so you don't know which yeah. one it is. And we know which universe we're playing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cleric raises yeah. a hand. And yeah, Melsifer. Uh, yeah, Melsifer speaks in Eridonian. Uh, um, are you? Uh, yeah, are you lost? And he looks, yeah, like in surprise, I guess, at the holy symbol in the night. And then, and then suspiciously to the, uh, you know, to the oarsmen and the boat and 
wait for them to ambush or make any sense, you know, suspicious movements. I believe it's been an hour and a half since our last break. So why don't we take our break right here? And when we come back, we'll see what the cleric has to say. We'll see you guys on the other side, which has a whole bunch of meanings in this campaign that are too mm. thick to roll through. See you guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. You're here in this quiet cove. Just you, Cleric of Martha, a knight, a few rowers here to parlay between these two warring sides. The cleric holds up her hand, signaling I'd like to speak, and then says, <clears throat> Lord Winter, I presume. And, and yet I have no idea who you are. And I, yeah, and Nostra looks suspiciously between the cleric and the knight. <clears throat> Does the knight have a any sigil that I would recognize were I a proficient herald? Yes. Yes, he does. Mm. Uh, what Mouser's eyes a, pause on the sigil. It's a pair of crossed mm. tridents. Mm -hmm. Do they tell me who they are? Or where they're uh, from? She says, I am Mother Clarice. I am here to ask you to repent, give up your ways, disband your armies, and you may still have a chance to save your soul. Um, Nasser doesn't immediately verbally respond, but he, uh, <laughs> he just chuckles to himself. Yeah, stares, stares blankly at this, uh, at this cleric. Where are you from? I hail from Weatherlight, but I speak on behalf of Pinespur. I look, I look to the night, and you, sir. The same. And, 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 and I look to the. Uh, the rowers like over their shoulders and you they, there who's looking after your souls the the rowers try not to meet your gaze and look away uh, to the knight i said you serve you serve this goddess and i nod to the cleric he gives you a nod and like brushes aside his cloak a little bit to show you that his shoulders are adorned with the rings of martha on them rings there's there's Paladins or Crusaders of Martha? That's a thing. Is that um, happening right now? You know, maybe not a paladin, but loyal to Martha, adorned himself with symbols of her, and he works with this cleric. Um, a warrior of life. I think Nalsfer's standing on this beach, incredulously looking at this envoy, not really comprehending what's happening. There's an, an odd silence. <clears throat> Does the uh, cleric continue she, to... It seemed like her intention was to proselytize. Does she not continue to uh, to make her case? She has made her case. Hmm. What what more could need be said? You have a chance to save your soul. That's that's it, Mousefer says. 
you've come here to save my my soul and to save the good and innocent people of Gade Isle from <laughs> what I can only imagine has been corruption at the hands of some otherworldly entity. Hmm. Mouseford narrows his, his eyes, fully comprehending what they're, what they're suggesting. Are you then deserters? Mouseford says, looking like to them and then out to the ship. Deserters? No. You, you flee, you flee Eridon? No. We have been approached by the nobility of Gadia. They desire peace, as do we all. I am the nobility of Gadia. And you speak now to me. What would it take, Lord Winter, she says, using all the appropriate honorifics, for you to put the bones to rest, to leave the land in peace once more? You woke these these bones 300 years ago when you marched upon our soils. Is 300 years the right number? I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> It would take every last Eridonian sword and boot to march there, uh, yeah, to march back where they came from. Lord Winter, this is a settled matter. Gate Isle is part of Eridon. It has been for generations. I don't even know how you could separate the original inhabitants from the Eridonian settlers. They, the bloodlines are thoroughly mixed. You yourself are of Eridonian blood, I am sure. My my blood is pure. <laughs> Mouse for like instinct, instinctively lunges, I think, for the cleric, but I don't think I'm making a full-on attack. Uh, she scrambles restrain back myself, a little bit. Like, the knight half draws his sword, but yeah, as you like, restrain yourself, he sheathes it again. Uh, yeah, and I restrain myself and look to him. <clears throat> I'm Gadian through and through. Pats my pat, ruffles his uh, leather coat. I meant no disrespect. Only that the situation is complicated. And good people. You You do not speak on behalf of your generals. Can there be no peace between us? Do you not feel the repulsion of the gods as you defile their plans by... Do I feel any interaction with this cleric? Um... Like, do I... Do, what, do I have any... I don't have many divination-like abilities, right? There's, like, some no lifespan and things like that. Right. There's detect spirits, but I, like, I don't... Right? I, I don't feel repulsed by her presence or by her, her holy symbol yet. No. No, for now, you're fine. Trying to turn me. You're, you're not undead. She? You can't be turned. Yeah. 
I don't think I feel what she feels. <laughs> She's detecting this evil entity, and I'm just operating on a different, uh... Totally different wavelength. And, yeah. yeah. The time will come where your armies will be crushed, and if you have not repented and embraced the light of the gods, you shall suffer a horrible fate, one far worse than death, I am sure. Oh, I know of death. With you? There are gods other than summer. And... What does that mean? She asks, a little confused. Are you unaware of Bellum and Ephra? I cock ahead oddly. Um, I guess, whoops, sorry, she wouldn't say Ephra. Ephra is a summer god. Are you not aware of Bellum and Chis? Jexel? Reluna? Agepa, Sayor. I wonder if Desmalsfer know these pantheon. I don't. Without a religion proficiency, is there any even like? You know, character kind of know, but. I think it would be this similar to someone talking about, like, do you know Mercury and <laughs> Venus? And you're kind of like, yeah, I know those names, but, like, who the fuck is Mercury? You know, like, maybe you and I have studied our Greek history, so we know he's the messenger god, but, mm-hmm. you know, other people might be like, isn't that a planet? I think it's a god, maybe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you think of, you speak of war and death and, uh, and souls, you foresee the crushing of the armies of winter. They will fall, I prophecy may be true. You may crush their bodies, but they've already given their souls. So be it then. You brought this, You brought this war. You brought this curse. She sets her jaw, grits her teeth. Call back the swords of Eridon. Spared their souls. I'm doing just fine. She makes a, a motion and the sailors put the boat back in the water. She shakes her head, disappointed. That's it? I have come to parlay and speak sense to what some call a sensible man, but I've been met with a narrow-minded, spiteful fool. Whoever said Mousefer was uh, sensible? Somebody back in (laughs) their administration thought maybe you could be reasoned with. Not by this, uh... Priestess, apparently. She's barely trying. She's giving it all she's got. She's giving her best sermons, all the things that are important and holy to her and sacred, and you just reject them all out of hand. in her face and 
Yeah. Uh, she heads back for the boat. The knight is the last one. He pushes it into the water and hops in. And the rowers take them back out to the ship. <laughs> I think I think it can... I, I mean, I wanted their souls and... But it, I don't know. They sailed under a white flag. So I think Malsifer is just sort of awestruck as he watches them row off to their ship. Into Weatherlight? What, the, what are they even doing here? Hmm. I think in sparing their lives, I... You know what? They're still within bowshot. Mm-hmm. The boat isn't even moving that quickly, you know, trying to get out through the surf and past the, the tide that keeps, you know, or the, the waves that keep rolling in means the boat's really only moving at, like, movement speed four or something. Yeah. They'll be in bow shot for a few minutes. I'll just put a few minutes on a timer here. Um, another question is... How long will it take the cleric to row, row, row her boat back to that ship? And how many Eridonian souls could I harvest in that time? Probably take her half an hour or 45 minutes to get back to the ship. Yeah, Malsifer's got that bat soul tucked away. It's essence held. Yeah, uh, yeah. Screw it, right? This is dicing with death. So Malsifer turns into a bat. Maybe they should get a roll of perception check to see if they notice this. Oh, the knight is watching you carefully from his position on the boat. But I guess the the waves are kind of like rolling and the boat disappears in a yeah, trough. And, I think and that's, when he yeah. rises to the next crest, Malsifer is gone. So he's keeping an eye on Malsifer. Yeah, exactly. Malsifer is gone. And I think, I mean, unless he would want to roll a second perception check, I think the bat like flies out past the rowboat and gets to the ship long before they do. Yeah, there's no way he'll see the bat in the how daytime. Many, uh, how many crew are on the are on the boat? It's a small boat. It has maybe a crew of 12, including the two rowers that have already taken that ship. So 10 people. Um, maybe you know, as you're fluttering around the top of them, they're just regular crew members. Only the ship captain seems to be armed with anything, and he's got a saber and a tricorn hat. And a big, flowing, like, nice jacket. Sort of um, almost trench coat style jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're just flooding around up in the, the yeah. rigging. Well, I think I'm going to turn back into a person, butcher the crew, and head back to shore. How will you get so back to shore? Do you have another bat uh, on you? Yeah, i got a jar of pickled bat hearts, right? Perfect. All right, where do you land on the boat? Is there any reason not to spare these people? They're Eridonians. They just refused to surrender, right? The uh, the rowboat flew under a flag of peace, but these sailors here, is there are their ship sails white, white or do they still have like an Eridonian 
Yep, they've got, they're they, flying they, as a crest flying? of Weatherlight. Uh, and you recognize that they're not flying the crest of Eridon anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. That's something that ships would have sailed with. Like, they would have had the town that they're from and the country that they're from. And this mm -hmm. one is just flying the flag of Weatherlight. Yeah. Um, so maybe they can be reasoned with. Uh, Mousefur is going to flutter right next to the ship's captain. You, you said he was wielding a saber? Yes. Is he armored or anything? Uh, no. I, he's got, like, some nice clothes on that might be considered leather armor. He's got, like, a thick jacket and everything. He's fancy looking. We'll consider yeah. him AC-13. Okay. AC-12, um, AC-12. What would be great. awesome would be to turn back into a person and snatch his saber from his belt before he has a chance to realize what's happening. Ooh. But I think that's going to require, like, a, a surprise check or something like that. Certainly. To, or to like, get, yeah. If not, I may just, like, yeah. But there is a chance that this, these sailors can bargain for their lives. Mm-hmm. Let me bring so, out uh, a, a ship for us to look at. Oh, cool. Put it out in the ocean? Yeah, I'm going to turn it sideways so it'll fit on the screen a little bit better uh, for chat. I'll put it just above Gadia. Um, <laughs> oh, I changed its Oops. layer. Yeah. There you go. You should be able to do that now. So you, uh, maybe the ship needs well, to be a little bit move bigger. Me. Oh, there. But I still got my token. Sorry. I think it needs to be a little bit bigger still. That, yeah, that looks about right. That's about the right scale, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me... Let me put in some people here. I don't have sailor tokens? <gasps> Do I not have sailor tokens? What the hell? You have corpse tokens? Because that's what they're about to be. Alright. We're just going to grab random person tokens. Right. I'm on. So here is our ship captain, this wildly oversized woman. Uh, does not represent the actual ship captain, who has lots of clothes on and is a dude. I guess a dude is pretty neutral these days, is a, a man. And then we've got some crew folk. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then there's one person up on the top. Like in the. Uh, ooh. ooh, oh god, what have I done? Control Z. There we go, we're good. Uh, one person up in the crow's nest. This person back here. I think most of these. Uh, you've come from the north side this map. Yeah. So most of these people are watching as the rowers come on in. A few of them are going about working on this thing or that thing. 
Um, none of them are armed except for the captain <clears throat> over here. Yeah. Um, so I think Mouser attempts to surprise and disarm the captain. Right. Let me give them a perception <clears throat> check to see if they notice this bat coming in towards them, which is an odd sight in the middle of the day out at sea. Uh, seven on the die roll, plus five, plus six is seven, and eleven is a eighteen, and a four is a twenty-two. So the captain does hear the bat, like, towards her, him, and, like, turns to look at this bat as it's fluttering around you. It, him. Yeah. Okay. Um... I think the bat is going to circle the guy and realize that it's we're not going to be able to surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, boop, 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 boop. the bat turns into Lord Winter standing before this uh, poor sailor. All six, all six plus feet of them head to toe in black leather. Shout of surprise, and uh, people begin, begin ah! The, the cry. <clears throat> the uh, negotiations did not go well. Mouseper says, "Does this uh, is this guy going for his weapon? Absolutely. For initiative. Yes." Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh. Did you change my token, or did I? If I did, it was unintentional. Okay. Alright. We'll add you to the turn, and then we'll just have all the sailors go on one. Oh god damn it! I broke it. Fuck. Broke it, guys. Uh, there we go. Do you want to make an initiative roll? Yeah, I did. Oh, I think I deleted it then. Did you roll three? Uh, I rolled a six. A four plus two. Yeah. Captain is going to roll a three, and a four is a seven. And all the crew uh, are going to roll a four, and a three is a seven. So did they, does anyone react when I tell them you know, the negotiations did not go well? Is their reaction to scream and go for weapons or... The captain yeah. goes for his sword. The crew look in surprise to see someone on here. Um, They're actually surprised and will not act this round, but the captain is not yeah. surprised. Um, the captain has not yet drawn a weapon, no. so you do not provoke a ways. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um... Then seeing her, sensing her going for weapons, um, Melsifer's quicker on the knife. Actually, so I rolled with a knife, so I think I have to stab her. All right. Stab her. Um, I think I draw it, and I'm gonna slow down to like stop her hand with my hand and use a withering touch instead. Ooh. Uh, you mean yeah, attack but that roll. will delay my initiative to her initiative. Okay. So you guys right. go at the so same if time. I rolled, then. If I had a three, we would all go at seven. Right. So I think I, re- but I still hopefully don't provoke an OA. Uh, not if you're going simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give me a, a roll to hit. Yeah. Uh, I need to decide how many years or something I use, right? Withering touch. Let's see. 
two plus years. Giving up two years, they cause d6 over two. Each doubling adds another d6. So if I do four, I'll do four to do two rounds. Okay, so if you do four years, you do 2d6 damage over two rounds, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's roll that d20 plus one for Thacko. I think that's it. And I just need to hit AC 10, which I don't. So I reach out. Uh, you're level seven. You don't have plus two to hit yet? I've got like wizard Thacko. I think I'm yeah, just Yeah, you should get one at four and one at seven. Yeah. Right? Every three levels? I'm not sure. Um, I've got a book here. Books and a bunch of music on the floor. Classes. Where are the Thackos? Those are under like. That's under combat, I believe. Somewhere, maybe near the end of the combat chapter. No. Where is it hiding? Ah, here we go. Page 121. Wizard, level 7, 18 Thacko. Okay, so it was just this last level, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, and all you need is the, the 10, because the leather armor doesn't matter for this. Mm -hmm. So you grab the captain's hand as he goes for his sword. Roll me 2d6. We'll do half now, half in the next round. Yeah. Eleven points of damage. Oh. It's only six now, though. His... Well, the captain will get his attack off, but the captain is going to go down this round. Um, he has two hit dice and less than six HP. Or less than seven HP. Uh, draws his sword, brings it down on you with a 19 to hit. Actually, if he's a specialized fighter, that should be a total of a 20 to hit. This Natural is a ship's 18. captain, not a... He's a first level fighter. Okay. Rolled so poorly. It's... Yeah. So, uh, so 18, 20 to hit. 20 to hit and is it a natural D... 19? So you're trying to resolve it's a crit. Yeah, yeah. Some... I think it's a crit. Uh, I have only 13 AC with, uh, yep. with leather. Yep. The sword cuts into you. Number four plus four plus two is 10 damage. Most of that gets soaked, but uh, let's see. So I soak six, and that eats a charge. Soak six. So you, you only take four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, four, and I'm going to drink that HP back. And the captain immediately, like, collapses to the ground, screaming in pain as the hand begins to rot and twist and, like, blacken and starts spasming uncontrollably. He hits the <laughs> ground, twitches for a little bit, and that's when the rest and of the crew, like, snaps into reality he, and goes yeah. to act. Um, but, and they see this, uh, uh, necromancer descend upon their captain and begin to feed. So the captain loses consciousness, right? Yes. Drain life. Yeah, so we start. I start draining life on the, the captain the next round. So should I roll initiative, or how do you Please want to do, do this? Please do. Please do. All right, roll. I got three. Is a six. Okay. 
you drain two per round, right? Excellent. The crew needs a morale check. <laughs> uh, necromancers appearing on your boat in the middle of the day and killing your captain is a terrifying thing. And that is not a pass. But what are they going to do? What do you do Jump when you overboard and flee? I don't know. They can't swim or, to shore. Or it's three miles. And overpower me as a group. I mean, with a fail, they probably. I think it's they don't try to overpower me as a group because they fail. Then they probably. I think this is a round run of run or watch in horror as they see Malsifer descend on the captain's body. Each person breaks in their own way. Some flee to below decks. Some like grab onto the ship and flip over to the other side, trying to hide from you. A couple people climb up into the mast, um, but more or less they scatter on this round, mm-hmm. looking for a place to go. Uh, you're, the captain's already at zero HP, so you actually can't drain their life anymore. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, yeah, look at the last sentence in Drain Life. Damn. Oh, actually, it says it's zero HP in this way. Um, no, yeah. I think that seems right. Yeah. Um, so then I would actually have liked to have to grab a living person and shoot sure. on them. That's <clears> fine. Uh, I'll come back to sacrifice a... the captain in a second. But so I think instead of that, I will uh, you know, climb up here and try to grab this guy before he jumps overboard or whatever. Do it. Give me a roll uh, to hit. D20 plus two. Do I get a... Do I get back attack as he runs? Doesn't matter. 19. You so grab I grab him and start draining life from him. So I think, I, I think I've got the hunting knife in my hand or maybe the saber from the captain. Mm-hmm. And I bleed and drink. Okay, so... He can roll probably a, a post-strength check to break. Yeah, so he is resisting your drain life. So you're going to have to like a post-strength check to hold him in place while yeah. you, you suck his life from him. Uh, he rolls a natural one. God, I've rolled so okay. many natural ones today. Oh, great, but I do uh, pass. So yeah. I think we press yeah. this guy against whatever this back railing is. Drain. It's uh, one point every two rounds. Is that, is that how it works? Uh, two points round. Drains HP oh, at a rate of two per round. Yeah, yeah, it got nice. buffed. So you get nice. You, they lose two, you gain one each round. Um, that person screams in horror. Uh, only has two HP and goes down at the end of that round. Uh, a desiccated husk of their former self. And um, as you look back to the rest of the ship, the crew has sort of scattered. You can still see people still climbing the riggings. Um, everyone else is gone. The boat is still rowing towards you. Yeah, Unaware um, that what has happened. Melsifer is going to collect these souls that he just, uh, that are rapidly fleeting. Wonderful. Um, so we're going to sacrifice the sailor and the captain for their souls. So that'll be another two rounds, I believe, of uh, mm-hmm. ritual. Yeah. And the sailors maybe flee to the other end of the boat or some jump overboard. Um, the, the, yeah. Does, does this proceed? Do I get their years? Yeah. Well, when you drain the life from the man at the back of the ship, you, like, he's got the taste of death on him already. You know he has a terminal disease and is, like, he was very close to dying already. Uh, the poor man only has three years of life left in him. So you can get point three from him. Huh. 
that is your second level no lifespan. By tasting the blood of a living creature, you know how long its natural life is and how much HP it has and how close to death it is. And if you drain their life through drain life, I assume you can, you're tasting their blood in some form yeah, or fashion. Yeah, that's a total waste. I got less years than I spent draining him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the ship captain, however, had a long, productive life before her. You get 5.6 years out of him. Or oh, him. Yeah. I keep switching yeah. pronouns. How much did you say? 5.6? 5.6 years from the ship captain. Um, I look out to the crew. Are they all old? Was that like by design or was it just a happenstance? And it just happened to be this guy's got like cancer or something and is dying, but he's sticking yeah. it out his life on the boat. He wasn't even old. He was maybe in his 30s or 40s, but... Sure. Poor bastard didn't have okay. much For life left there, in him. second there, I was worried that I got fed a whole ship of... Uh... Oh, of, of sick people. people? Right, they sent their old elderly to negotiate in case I tried to drain their life. Oh. Um, and addressing the crew, I think Mouse for Speaks. Um, what does he say? Yeah. Mm. Your rulers have failed you. But have no fear. The Winter Gods are watching over you, watching over your souls. Um, and I think we're gonna keep walking through them and top off our tank. So we got a few more years to drain. Or, well, sorry, a few more HP that we can gain. Two more. So we'll try and we'll drain two more. So we'll go and uh, cost one more sailor. Sure. The, the next person in visible line of sight is halfway up the rigging, trying to climb away from you. Oh, Mousefoot climbs after and drags him down. Uh, right. Do I need to make like a climbing check to go get them, or are um, they still within reach? No, no, no. They're Maybe in like that nice climbing uh, check or two to see if they how far they got. They got like that checkered or, style of roping that makes it really yeah. easy to climb up. You know, it's a ship; it's designed to climb, uh -huh. so you can climb without a check after them. There are, okay. are two it's people up there. Down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time you catch up, they have entered into the crow's nest at the very top. The only way in, really, is like this little hatch. It's not even a hatch, but like a little um. So opening. how many people are at the crow's nest? Two. It's really cramped quarters up there with these two people. Uh, they don't have any weapons on them, but they could like kick at your hands to try and prevent you from entering. Do they ready actions to kick at my hands? Oh, certainly. So you're, you're at the top of this netting, looking up, you can see them staring at you, and you know that they're going to try and prevent you from accessing it. This does do not seem do? like the closest uh, person. Uh, they were the only ones in line of sight. Everyone else was down in the oh, hull of the ship deck. or okay. hanging off. You know, they were not visible. Yeah. So I provoke the kicks, okay. um, climbing up after. Here comes the first kick. Ooh, it's a 17. It hits you for two points of damage. Um, and the other person also throws a kick at you, which is a 16 to hit, and is two points of damage as well. These are mostly temporary. They yeah. see spiritual visions block. I mean, these aren't, they don't even oh. do anything. That's just uh, oh, the ghosts. by the spirit armor, yeah. The, the ghosts, ghosts flit about and protect me from these blows. They I see the sight of the captain I... that you just drained the life of staring at them as it protects you. 
And I roll an 18 to you grab and drain. Do they get they get in a post strength check to like maybe kick me back down or? Yeah, yeah. Post strength check. Uh, 14 I'm too plus strong. 12 is not enough. You grab the, the what, like an ankle or something and like drag it partway through the hole and life begins to fade. Mm-hmm. The person uh, has five HP, you know, and you drain two of it this round. Yeah, but I only needed two to get back to full. full. Yeah. But you, oh, no, 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 I've got the, I can drain, I can keep draining up to, because uh, I've, I'm done holding the essence, so I can drain three more. Excellent. So Malsifer drags the sailor down the netting back onto the deck, if that's possible. I'll probably throw it. Maybe, I mean, yeah, if maybe you we'll drag struggle. him through the hole, he's just going to fall. I think right. that's what happens, right? I drain two HP and he falls and I'm going to chase after him. Okay. And uh, keep draining, right? Like I can keep draining while he falls 10 feet and takes D6 damage. Well, he's going to fall or way more than 10 feet to the ground. Link. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty high up there. <clears throat> I, and I think the strength check is to get his leg through the hole. Yeah. I think I'm going to need a separate wrestling. strength check to like pull him all the way through the hole, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll, we'll keep training. Uh, initiative okay. for next round? Or do they initiative. get a... Yeah, because they're ready to tax one off. They're ready to tax, yeah. Uh, give me initiative. Um, they go one. At... So I just keep... Dra- I drain two more HP from him. Shit, they go at five and six. Is it you drain another two. Efficient? It used to be like one HP gained over two rounds, but the damage was more... Uh, right. It's the same ratio, two to one, but mm-hmm. it's at a faster rate of two drained HP. So you gain one HP per round. That makes mm-hmm. sense. They lose two and gain, you gain one. I'm gaining one HP per round? You gain one per round, they lose two oh, per okay. round. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so this round, you drain another two and gain one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person is at one HP and feebly tries to kick you away with a 12 to hit, which is not enough. It just no. glancing blows but off of your armor. My leather. Yeah, the rigging is too, you know, you're too well held onto that, and they're awkwardly positioned. And with this person partway through the hole, the other guy can't even reach you. So he instead tries to tug his friend free. You mean a post-strength check? check. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, it's a natural two. 29. (laughs) He can't do it. The man is stuck. Uh, And we roll into another round where the sailor passes out, right? Certainly. Uh, They both go at nine. Unless you roll poorly. I roll poorly. You do. All right, the The sailor gets one more opposed strength check to get free. Um, This time at advantage because the two of them are working together. 14 and 12 is 26. You beat a 26. Oh, yes, you (laughs) do. And the sailor dies. Do I gain half an HP or no HP? How does that last HP work? Uh, I think you drain him to negative one and it's fine. Okay. Yeah, so I'm up to 19, and I will be sacrificing his soul to the Winter Gods in exchange Excellent. for extending my life. Uh, you'll need to... Does it have to be like a ritual sacrifice, or is throwing him down the rigging onto the deck not ritualistic enough? You must, like, uh, well, let's is, see, convert target is HP. This not a, is this target not a sacrifice in and of itself? bound, restrained, held, willing, or otherwise not resisting. Oh, that's drain life. Hold on. Where is eat soul? Yes. Uh, to sacrifice the target. Sure, you have to be touching him. I think. Um. So he's got to be. He has to die while you're in contact with him. 
I think, I mean, he falls unconscious, and I guess I just... If you want, you this can dagger awkward. him and rip open his femoral artery and spill his blood and eat his soul that way. Yeah. As we talk, I'm, but I'm probably not strong enough to be climbing while doing this, so it's, yeah. That'll be next round, actually, won't it? Because I just drained this round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, so that's next so round action. One more round of initiative, I suppose. Yeah, the other person who's in the crow's nest. Let's see, what is their response? Uh, I think he's still trying to save his friend. So he's gonna try and pull the body up, which is gonna be a strength check at disadvantage since you're resisting. Well, we need to roll initiative, don't we? Um, yes, we do. He Good just call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, nine for them. Yeah, so I sacrifice his friend before his eyes, before he has a chance to, like, drive. Make a strength check. You rip open his leg. Blood showers down. What's, uh, how many years do you have left? He had 26 years left in his life. It's a hard life out on the sea. It weathers you. 2.6. And? And the other guy tries to drag his friend up. Do you resist or do you let him pull his buddy up? Even that disadvantage, he rolls at 27. Uh, doesn't matter. So he's sacrificed. Malsifer bathes in his blood as he crawls up into the crow's nest. The body, once the body's sacrificed, it, it'll either, it can either fall or his friend can drag he, it up. His friend spends the round dragging him up into here. And then when he sees the like huge amounts of blood flowing out of the artery, realizes that he's, his friend is dead. And he looks up to see Malsifer having climbed the crow's nest with him. Yep towering over him. Uh, is the ship rocking, or is the... These are calm gently. seas. It gently rocks from side to side. Right. And you can hear uh, the, the sailor saying, please! Please! Alright, shall we roll initiative one more time? Yeah. He gets a seven. so slow. Um, and his action with his failed morale check and his friend dying <clears throat> is to drop to his knees and beg for his life. Mm-hmm. Does he have anything compelling? Does he does he admit that uh, Eridon was wrong and that he's uh, it's not his fault? He's on the wrong side of this war and no, no, he's going with the I, I have children. You wouldn't want them to grow up orphans, would you? I want their souls too. He looks on in horror. Please. Did I say that out loud? Um, drain, uh, unless he, it sounds like he doesn't have anything compelling to say as his uh, HP is going to get drained out through his face or something. Mousefur grabs him and drains, yeah, two points of HP. Right. Let me roll his HP. He has three, so he goes down to one in this round, and he actually, will actually... Actually, make a roll to hit. Well, I guess he said he surrendered. So. He's surrendering, yeah. He will resist the next round because he can feel you draining his life, and he's yeah. not going to go down without a fight. Um, but he... Oh, he rolls a natural one for a four on initiative. Beautiful. Yep. He goes first, so he gets a chance to break free before... Uh... He tries to pick you up and throw you over the lip of the crow's nest. Didn't see that one coming. Yep. He gets a hold of you and give me an opposed strength check. Uh, 25. 29. <laughs> it's close. He grabs you, shoves you to the side, and tries to tip you over, but you hook a leg I near like a rope somewhere. Against, yeah. 
race against the edge of the crow's nest and against him, and his the last of his strength wanes, and he falls limp as I gain uh, one last HP. He dies as well. Uh, picking up the uh, hunting knife. Next round, we'll saw open his uh, saw open his throat and. Another four and a half years from Elspeth. Four and a half. Four and a half. Ninety-one nine. Alrighty. Okay. And uh, from your vantage, you can see that there is a sailor uh, hanging off the side of the ship over here, trying to hide from view. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same thing on the other side. The rest of these folks must have gone below decks or jumped in the water, although you don't see any people splashing about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've got the, yeah, we're on a a rampage. We've got the taste of blood in our mouth, and no one's, yeah, no living or staying on the ship. Uh, So Mouseford climbs down. Uh, How far out is the boat? You said it was like half an hour, right? Yeah. It's going to be a while. We've only been five minutes. We're just getting started. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. So this round, so this, this round, Alistair climbs down from the crow's nest and walks over to this edge uh, to reach over to, like, try and grab this guy. All right. Give me initiative roll as you approach the ledge and you guys can see each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes at six. We go at five. Wait, we're at 20. You do. Uh, we try and reach over and grab him. Is he just like a few feet over the ledge? Yeah, or? he's got his hands are on the ledge and his feet are braced against it, so he's kind of like crouched, like a, a rock climber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you beat him in initiative. What you, yeah, what are you doing here? You're liable to fall. Mousefur reaches out and grabs the guy's hand, and I think tries to pull him back onto the deck to be drained. Oh, that's interesting because he's reaching okay. out to grab you. Um, so I think you reach for him, he reaches for you, you guys grab each other. And uh, he's trying to pull you into the water while you're trying to pull him on deck. Yeah, I think so. Do I have a swimming proficiency? <laughs> I, I do not. Uh-oh. I should uh, I should have eaten a bat heart before this round, but I'll do that next. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. So we grab each other and we're doing a post-strength check. Yep. So. Oh, 14 from the sailor. Ooh. Uh, I pass. Is that including his? That's not including his strength, is it? It is including his strength. Oh, Two and 12. Okay. So I roll a nine, which is a 23. You rip him onto the deck. Malsifer's a strong young lad. He grabs the sailor and pulls him onto the deck. All right, here he is. And then Mount, like, climbs on top of him to restrain him and drain him. All right, Uh, we'll roll into next round initiative. He rolls a 12. I roll a 10, so uh, I start uh, draining his HP. Okay. He has four on the D8. You drain him by two, and mm-hmm. he can make some strength checks to escape. Is that? Uh, yeah, he's gonna try and just roll you off of him side to side with a strength check of a twenty-two. Oh my god! Nope, not gonna do it. Sometimes your is a good idea to make a strong necromancer. Yeah. Although with the updated rules, I would have had to put one of these high stats into con instead. Yeah. He rocks back and forth, trying to dislodge you from him, but his strength is rapidly fading. And we go into the next round where he gets another 13 for initiative. The poor man is gonna go 
Um, no. Drain two more HP. Actually, oh yeah, two, he, he loses two. Right. I'm back to full. Right, and you and don't have to year. pay the cost if you keep the spell going from round to round, right? So you don't Correct. need to pay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, how many do I gain? Uh, two so more. Try to him. sacrifice him. How many yeah. souls? Uh, the souls gained will be... Each's soul. 4.9 years added to your lifespan. Dang. Um, uh, we're gonna... I think it's best to just have that essence held. There's no expiration, is that what we said? You can hold no it. No expiration. In, yeah. Munch, munch, munch. So we stop mid-battle to, uh... Consume another uh, Consume another bat heart. Okay. Uh, while you're eating the bat heart, this guy over here mm -hmm. gets his strength together and his courage, pulls himself up on this side of the ship, grabs one of those, I forget what they're called, the little um, wooden pegs that sit in the holes on the side of the ship so you can attach ropes to them. Belaying pin is the word you're looking for. That's right? it. Grabs a belaying pin and runs at you with it, screaming. Aah! This is the round that you're eating the bat heart. <laughs> um, so he makes a roll to hit you, and with a charge, does he have enough room to charge? I think so. I don't know how. Twenty-six yeah. miles. Uh, if you you're supposed to be five feet across, so this Isn't is there definitely a mast in the middle of the ship. Yeah, right here. Staircase here. This is. I think maybe with like a dex check, he could charge and line okay. it up right. There's obstacles. There's probably barrels and things. He there's makes his dex check, and the the deck is dripping or soaked with blood. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, he does pass his dex check. He's a, dex check sure. he's a good Charge. sailor. He leaps a barrel, slides across the blood, gets to you with the belaying pin. He rolled a 9 plus 1 for the charge is a 10, and it just, like, it hits your leather armor squarely, and you feel like a bit of a push to the side, but no pain or damage whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and we go to initiative. He rolls a 1 plus the belaying pin speed of 3. I think there's no reason to uh, do anything other than just kill this guy. So uh, I would like to circle strafe so I'm not up against the water, but maybe uh -huh. that happens on my initiative. Sure. I don't want like a, yeah, I don't want to risk being shoved overboard if I can help it. Um, it's He goes first and he just tries to bash you in the skull with his belaying pin. Weapon comes up and down with a 13 to hit, dealing uh, one point, one of point damage. Mm -hmm. uh, Measly D3 weapon. You know, you kind of make me want to lose this spiritual armor and, and refresh it. But, uh,. For now, we're just going to kill him, I guess. That's uh, right. So the belaying a... pin doesn't even hurt you. It's just the spirits around you yeah. protect you from the wound. Oh, 19 God. points of damage with a dagger. I don't have any strength bonus or anything, so I think it's just a d4. Three points of damage. He has a lot of HP. He does not go down. I should have drank you. Um, let me check morale for the rest of the people down below decks. They recover. Okay. Uh, next round initiative. The guy you're fighting goes at, uh, at nine. 
and the others will appear at the end of the round. Do you beat nine initiative? Uh, most likely. I need a better melee attack. Hmm. Let's see, initiative modifier two with his dagger. So I stab him again. I think I just stab him again. Nine is a miss. <laughs> okay. Uh, the belaying pin comes around again after sort of fending off and fencing with your dagger. An 11 is a, a miss. Uh, the sailor seems, despite the spirits flitting around you and sort of haunting you, he seems set on his task here. I mean, there's blood dripping down on his shoulders from yeah, the master. And, and he probably figured he's dead either way. Right. There, there's no this or the, or the ocean. By now, it's been about 10 minutes, I would guess. And I can, is the, and I probably can see the uh, rowboat making progress towards the ship. Certainly. Uh, while you were much faster than the rowboat, it still did take you a little while to get here. So I think it's probably Halfway 15 rounds out. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, is there any commotion below deck? Can we hear? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bursting out. Gathering up to make a charge. Yep. Bursting out from either side of the below deck area are the remaining soldiers who have armed themselves uh, with actual weapons because they any good ship would keep weapons on it. Um, so they all pop out at the end of this round wielding sabers, but no armor. Uh, let's roll initiative. I've got, what, six friendlies? Four, five... Six. How healthy is the uh, guy that I'm fighting with, Luck? Uh, he has five HP left, although you, I guess you don't know that because you haven't tasted his blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're rolling initiative. Um, can you tell me how many sidearms I might have? So I'm not wearing my battle 16, right? My, the, the uh... Mm-hmm. Which I'm gonna call the breastplate with, but I have like, but I have the bone knives that I had uh, previously. I assume you have like, a few, right? That's what you yeah. made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is what is a few? Two. Two. That seems yeah. fair. Yeah. I think it's better to throw than to stab, but I guess I'm already engaged in melee. Sure. Um, you know what I think it's better to do. Can I pause for a second? Yeah. Is to use an unholy strength. Oh, that takes HP. I always forget it takes HP. I can just drink it back though, right? Right? I have 15 minutes. Yeah, instead of that being a dagger attack, I'd like that to be a, a activation of unholy strength. Excellent. Uh, before their very eyes, your muscles begin to ripple and bulge. You sort of bulk up and stand up straight. This one guy from over here runs at you as you're doing this and swings his saber with a mighty shout. It is a seven to hit, not even reaching your spear. It's kind of catching itself in the mast and the netting. Um, you're on holy strength. Keeping on unholy strength. Three years. Are you bringing yourself to 17? 
Um, I think that's mechanically best. All the best, best bang for your buck. What did you say? All the way. It, Eighteen gives you another plus one to damage. Eighteen plus one point one gives another plus one. No, I think seventeen is the ticket because it's all still the same hit adjust. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen is that beautiful plus one to hit. Yeah, um, Malcifer roars. So it takes a round to activate. We'll roll initiative again. Uh, there's this sure. guy with the blank pin still to go. Right. Well, all the sailors are getting in action this round, and yeah. they all gather. Uh, I don't think they can all fight you since your back is sort of yeah. to this mast. Mm-hmm. I think at best they can get four around you. Yeah, um, no back attacks, maybe one flank, two flanks. Yeah, and, if you're like this, it'll be two flanks and two frontals, I think is what we got here. Um, one person already made a, a flank attack. The guy with the front with the belaying pin rolls a 14, uh, which will hit you for two points of damage, but it gets absorbed by your your armor. Magic what are you hit? A 14. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other saber guys rolls a 17 to hit you. So that will clear my spiritual armor. Uh, yep, does insignificant damage. And the last guy with the back a flank attack rolls an 18 plus one is a 19 with the flank, which I think is a crit for three and four for seven Bullshit. points. You always save the crits for right when the spirit armor's down. Most of them have been acting poorly up until now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The remaining soldiers or sailors are nearby shouting and egging their friends on, ready to step in as soon as someone falls. Uh, The chatter goes back and forth of, we got him! How much damage was the crit? Seven total. We've got him! Take him down! And roll me some initiative. Yeah. It's looking pretty bad for Malsifer. Um, ooh, they roll really poorly. They roll 10, 13, 13, 13 for initiative. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to feed. Is it possible to like make attack rolls to do two points of damage and gain HP? Or, they, or if they're armed, you can't really do that. Uh, that it'll provoke an attack of opportunity. You'll have to hit and pass a strength, a post strength check, and then you can drain and gain one. Yeah, it's not very easy to drain in combat. I think it's... I miscalculated the ability to use my abilities and then, like, feedback. Mm-hmm. Maybe Malsifer should subdue like, Discretion is the be- Discretion's the better part of Valor, Malsifer. What if you die here to zeroth-level fighters? Yeah. I've learned from, uh... from past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Others' past mistakes. Um, it's your initiative. Yeah, a frustrated Malsifer flips back into a, flips into a bat and departs the sh. Let me give them a something Actually, to see can, if they yeah. re- a surprise check. Let's call it. To see if they yeah you turn into a bat I, and they're all taken aback like what the fuck. I feel is like this it shit? counts as a disengage, right? If I turn into a small creature at the top of my square or something like that. Mm-hmm and they weren't expecting it. I feel like that gets me out of sword reach and... Sure. If they were expecting it, I feel like they would give them opportunity attacks, but to these people who don't know what they're up against... Yeah. 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 I mean, imagine if you were a PC and you were fighting a a vampire 
mm-hmm. and it tried to turn into a bat and fly away, wouldn't you be asking for opportunity attacks? Yeah. 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 But that's if you're expecting it, and they're not mm-hmm. expecting you to become a bat. Um, so you can bat off and fly away. And you can hear a, a, a heroic cheer coming up from the sailors on the ship as you disengage and fly mm-hmm. away. I'm not sure if I'm... Di- I guess we've, still, we've got 15 minutes. Uh, 14 now. Are you going to stay and fight? As you fly around the ship? Yeah. Yeah. Malsifer is going to fly up to the crow's nest in bat form. All right. And you finish this crew off. Um, well, here's the thing. If you turn back into a person, do you have enough HP to eat another bat heart? Yeah, I do. Although, is it a... Uh, it's becoming less efficient. I think the time to leave was like two rounds ago. Mm-hmm. Before they all showed up with swords. Before you got your uh, GM hacks crits in. Yeah, before they all showed up with swords. But I don't... Th- the way the feeding works, you kind of need to, like, have incapacitated... And it takes, like, an hour to raise a zombie or something, right? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? You're still flittering around as a bat, not quite yet. There's only there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six. All that delicious HP and years of life just out of reach. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do, Mousefur? Uh, Malsifer is going to haunt this ship. So we're going to flit away as a bat Mm -hmm. around the back of the ship behind the, like, aft castle Mm. and attempt to, like, lose, for them to lose line of sight and to just, but secretly hide out in the bottom of the ship. Like, in the ship itself? Yeah, something like that. You find an open porthole. Mm-hmm find a way into the ship and can sneak into the rafters. And we'll wait. Oh. I was definitely not expecting this. Okay. You're in the ship. Give me a perception check for your, like, how well you can overhear what's going on. Yeah. Unholy strength is really poorly timed. That's like. So I'm gonna be down to 11, I think, aren't I? How long does it last? And the duration, one turn per level. So I've only got a little over an hour. I don't think it's long enough. Uh, I'm rolling a perception check. Fail. <clears throat> you know, I'm a little, got my little bat ears in my uh, in the little rafter bat rafters. I guess they're they're talking in other areas. You can hear indistinct chatter. You can even hear the small craft being pulled up alongside the boat and the footsteps above, but the, the voices are lost. Every now and then, a little bit of blood drips through the floorboards, through the decks, and kind of splatters nearby you. Um, and eventually, you feel the, the ship begin to move and sway, and it sails. And many hours later, 
night will fall. Malcifer still tucked as a bat inside the ship. And let it make his escape. Haunt the ship. <laughs> um, I think we're going to wait till uh, they, things quiet down and they aren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And ambush someone while they're sleeping. The crew has been reduced to... Maybe they're not even going to sleep. I don't know how well rested they were. How long does it take for the, will it take for the ship to reach shore? Uh, depends where it's going. Where yeah. do you think it's going to go? So we described them as having approached in the daytime. Yes. Um, probably Mid- somewhere in the early afternoon, like one or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So by the time the sun sets, uh, around seven or something, seven or eight. Oh, you know what I want to do? I want to go find those corpses and raise them back. They probably threw them overboard, but I guess we'll see. So still as a bat, mm-hmm. once it's once things have quieted down and I guess it's, the sun starts to set, we will emerge. Um, I think we're just going to walk our creepy little bat toes up to the surface. So maybe it takes like an hour. Maybe it's the twilight hour while we move at like movement rate one, up the ceiling and out the back window. Right. And to see if maybe we can find where they put those corpses. Well... You know, if they were out at sea for a long time, they would definitely chuck those overboard. But they're so close to land, and these people do have families. There's no reason to throw them overboard when you could give them a proper funeral. So you find the corpses of the dead stashed below deck. The fresh corpses of the dead. Um, It's at this point that we should either take a break or call it for a day, and I, I am open for both. Uh, but I definitely um, need a break right now. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, I can go a little longer, like a half hour or so. Sure. How long does it take to... Uh... We'll take a short break, and we'll yeah, come back do a, and do a, yeah. a short section. Sounds good. So we'll see you on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dicing with Death. We'll probably keep this section pretty short. Um, it doesn't take long to uh, animate some ghouls and have them tear apart a ship. Well, there are five dead bodies, and a ghoul takes a quarter of an HP. So five fresh corpses. Now the question is, can you lay in the down below deck somewhere? Yes, with tarps put over them. The entire Uh, crew is probably needed to sail the ship. Right. The the, hmm. So the question is. I guess there were two rowers in addition. Yeah. Let's take a look here. Where did? Oh, this is the wrong map. Where did they sail to? Hmm. <laughs> um, you would have had two, three, do something. They would have had maybe three hours before the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at this point they're operating on a skeleton crew. So no pun intended, of course. Yeah, they're down by half, it looks like, including their captain. Right, so they're going to have to go at a slower rate. Um, This is... So they are going at half speed. They're moving at speed six for four hours. So speed six is half. Four hours is seven miles. That can't be it. They can make more than seven miles. That sounds about right. Seven miles in three hours? 
Um, let's yes. see. So movement rate six is six. 60 yards, so 180 feet per minute. Mm -hmm. So 180 feet times 60 minutes is 10,000. So that's like two um, miles an hour. Yeah. If they have three hours, then they get about six miles. Yeah. Okay. So they'll sail maybe um, a little after dark and then they'll stop the ship. They'll be out here somewhere. Whoops, I can't see. They'll be out in the the Strait of Amon yeah. um, when it but gets makes, dark, and they're not. That makes sense. Right? They could cross. It probably took them a day to cross the Strait or something like that. Um, Depending on where they came from. Hide my. See, they went about. Actually, if they were moving at full movement rate, it could cross the Strait in that time, like four hours, right? Yeah, but they're not going to the dusky woods. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So we stopped somewhere in the Strait of Amon that night. Yeah, because they don't want to sail at night without their proper captain. There's, um, you can hear the footsteps of one person on watch. Mm -hmm. You always have someone on watch. Okay. Um, so in this storage room below deck, where they've stashed the bodies, Melsifer mm -hmm. um, will do his dark work under cover of night anchored out here in the strait. Right. So the question is, does the man on watch ever come down? To check on the bodies? Unlikely, I mean, does he right? just watch on the top deck or does he watch the whole thing? He Do the bodies spook the him? Thing, but I'm guessing the bodies were tucked out of sight. Why would you want to look at the corpses of your fallen comrades? I mean, if your friend just died, might you not want to spend some time visiting with them? It's a possibility. Maybe, but you describe them as being below deck under tarps, so... They are. So it sounds to me like their decision was to put them out of sight and... Yeah. Uh, you are uninterrupted during your dark ritual, and I think this is where I need to ask you what it's like when you raise a ghoul. Is it... Is there loud chanting and fires and burning, or can you do it fairly quietly? I don't think we're chanting and fire. I think it's preparation. So I think it's Serp, right? Wasn't it... There was a lot of brain stuff, wasn't there? I believe so. Intact brain and HP. So I think I need to cut their heads open mm. and sacrifice some HP and spiritual force to reanimate their brains. So I think it's using a hunting knife to break into their heads. So maybe, but against mm -hmm. the splashing of the ocean, I'm probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to take you four hours to do this, right? Each body takes yeah. an hour of prep. I think so. Yeah. And you do your work in quiet while you can hear the footsteps of the person on watch above you plodding back and forth and around. Mm -hmm. And hours later, careful work done, removing bits of skull, preparing the bodies, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. And eventually you raise four ghouls. So that will be... One point of HP and one year per ghoul. Is that mm -hmm. what it is? Mm hmm. Year per ghoul. So down to. Uh, oh, 88.8 years. What an auspicious number. And one HP down. I think we'll bring us to 10. Oh, you have tons of HP. I thought you were in like lower single digits when you left. No. Is it better to, if I go down to four? Not sure if I could sustain a crit. 
if I went spirit armor and held an essence, I would be a one. <laughs> oh, that would mean any blow that deals more than seven points of damage would end yeah. your life. I think we're just gonna stay at. Is it better? What about four in spirit armor? I think that's better, right? They would need it to do. Bad. It feels wrong, but I think that's the answer. Yourself to so very little HP. Spirits return to Malsifer. Mm, yeah, we're gonna go to four HP with six charges of spirit armor and unleash these ghouls on the ship. Uh, so quietly, uh, flank me. Oh, wait, so I guess we raise them first, right? Rise. And uh, yeah, they flank me. So I'm surrounded by ghouls, surrounded by spirits, and we're gonna stealthily uh, surface to the deck of the ship. Okay, give me a perception check to see if you can maybe uh, get to the surface without, you know, time it so the guard doesn't see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 27. You wait to exit until his back is to you. Mm hmm. And we, yeah, five, five of us slip onto the deck of the ship. How many, uh, <gasps> how many sailors do we see? Just the one who rolls a two on his surprise check. Mm hmm. He's walking. Yeah. He doesn't even hear the sound of the ghouls as they... Do they run up to him? Do you, they, do you yeah, get there first? Think, What's the uh, no, the ghouls subdue him, and Mousefer hopes to feed. Uh, the ghouls are going to make a bunch of surprise attacks to try and paralyze this guy. Give me four attacks from your ghouls. Uh, uh, plus four. one for surprise, plus two if for back If they're trying attack. to subdue him, can they go in order? Yeah, right. Yeah, one at a time. That's fine. All right, or should I just roll all at a time and we'll no, no, just do no. them let's, in order? Let's do them one at a time. All right, so they're d20 plus threes. It's actually plus two for back attack, isn't it? It is. And then one for surprise, oh. so. Yeah, so it takes only one point of damage and it needs to save or be paralyzed. 13 is a failure. Okay. This is the wounded man from earlier, the one that you had actually damaged but not killed. Yeah. Oh, uh, stop, hold him down. And Mousefer walks over and looks uh, yeah, across the deck of the ship to see if there's anyone awake. Are they really mm. sleeping at a time like this? I don't know if any of them are actually sleeping, but they're in their bunks mm. trying to rest. Yeah. they're probably It's probably not easy to sail a ship. I don't know what goes into it, but... At night, without, without your captain, captain, without the most specialized person on the ship, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You hold his mouth. Hold his mouth. Hold him down. And we uh, drain whatever HP is left in this guy. You had four, so you gain two. And then we punch a hole through his head to sacrifice his ears as well. Okay. Uh, he has 2.7 years. Mm -hmm. You gained 2.7 years. He only had 27 left. Mm -hmm. um, I'm worried about the warrior and the priest. I think they might be able to take down two ghouls. Or, sorry, four ghouls. But without their armor, if we ambush them in the night, 
think Malsifer stays out of this and unleashes, we'll unleash the ghouls down below deck. And Malsifer's gonna wait up here and see what happens. All right. So you send them the down. Ghouls go forth to feed. All right, I'm gonna make a bunch of rolls. I'll just tell you what you hear. Um, or first do you thing you hear. Play out the ghouls, or are you just gonna? Oh, I, I was gonna say since you're not on the deck, you wouldn't know, and I was gonna leave some suspense. But you can, sure, you can control no, if you. I don't know. No, that's fine. You can, yeah. Okay. The ghouls go down, and you hear shrieks and cries as they burst in on the sailors in their quarters. Uh, the sailors were not asleep, as you correctly deduced. Right. The ghouls come in with some good hits in the first round, and the sailors have what's the ghoul AC? Um, they're quick. Eight. Eight AC for a ghoul? Yep, it's only eight. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, yeah, yep, yep. Um, the ghouls take one hit, and they hit three. Uh, one guy goes down. Second guy goes down. Oh my god. Three guys go down in the first round. Can you roll me a d8 plus five for your ghoul's HP? Yeah. Um, the ghoul will take eight points of damage, actually. Ooh. Still alive. And it will just take that back. Yeah. The, the, The shouts and cries continue. The next round, the... Do ghouls gain HP based on damage they deal? Uh, ooh, or is that just if they no, feed? No, that's if they feed after the fact. Yeah. I don't think they can gain They regen when consuming bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't notice this bit about their decentralized nervous system. So I think part of the ritual was probably severing the spinal cord, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and maybe that. the nervous system at various other points. Key points in the body, you split yeah. it up and nice. Uh, the ghouls rip into the remaining sailors this round. How many sailors do we have left? Two? Oh god. The four ghouls uh, make their attacks. Uh, Mousefer is actually going to follow below deck if it sounds like they're uh, subduing them and like pick up the scraps and do some feeding. But I guess we'll wait and see how that round resolves. One guy goes down, other guy gets a save, fails, can't do anything else. And that's when this deep voice of a, an experienced warrior bellows out from below, over here! And he wades into the battle against the ghouls, um, bringing his sword with a solid blow for three, four, five, six, Seven damage against a ghoul. It's probably a different one than before. So one of your ghouls is at one of your ghouls is at three. Can you give me a D8 plus five for another one? Yeah. Ooh, no. One ghoul dies. Yeah, one ghoul goes down. Um, The cleric is gonna show up and try to turn undead. Oh, yeah, no this is was, the make or break. No one was uh, really I, resting. So we decided the, to make that an opposed willpower check, right? Yes. Plus twice the level? Yes. This is a fifth level cleric. Um, 
So Mousefur has 15 willpower plus twice his level is plus another 14. So this is going to be a d20 plus 24. I roll poorly. So she needs to roll a 10, I think, to turn undead here. Oh. Just barely does it. All right. Uh, The ghouls are repulsed and pushed back. They are not going to act that round. You can hear the chanting. And when when the turn undead goes off, it doesn't really affect you, but you can feel this sort of like... This I think wave I, of like over energizing feels like you've eaten too much candy, you know, and you kind of feel sick to your stomach. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Hmm. So I think I can kind of sense where my undead are, maybe a little bit. No, you can probably hear them where can, they are, but not okay. sense them. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the the key but things. I can tell that, I that my link was severed with one of my undead, right? Or has, uh, been, has been interrupted. I don't know, because you don't know when your undead die. You know, right, right. you don't feel them. So yeah. I, I don't think you know that one of them has gone <clears throat> down, but you do feel yeah. the, the repulsion of the goddess of life. She backs them up. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm sure he'd never admit that it was be- because of this. Uh, Malsifer is going to unleash his held essence and flee into the night. Okay. Cool. The, the rest of your ghouls, I think, get slaughtered by the night. Mm-hmm. Um... It's yeah, that's fine. I think we, uh, I think we got back at those sailors, or rather, uh, their own dead rose back up to uh, mm-hmm. take winter's revenge. Um, a single will... sailor will survive the night with the cleric and oh, the, the ghouls did that much damage. Yes, the 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 knight, the cleric, the knight, the cleric, and one sailor who is at like two out of five HP. Survives. You know, they probably don't even get to sail the shore. They probably can't run the ship with that small of a crew, so they must, They, must. I'm sure they just are left to drift at sea for a few days before yes. someone finds them with harrowing tales of uh, Winter's Curse. Uh, yeah. Actually, I think they probably at this point abandon ship, hop into a dinghy, Swim. and just fucking oh, yeah. row and just row wherever they will go um, and just leave the ship floating in the Strait of Amon. But Mousefur doesn't know this, I don't think. He turns into a bat and returns to Winter's Reach to uh, lick his wounds. And... I think we'll probably call that an early episode, right? Unless you have uh, more to inject here? No, this is perfect. This is... I didn't even... I think I've only got six HP. Oh, and to turn into a bat, I'll drop to three. Right? Oh, he's so low. Yeah, so I, I didn't have one held that I had to. I have to pull out a bat heart. I have to pull out a bat heart from your jar, pickled bat hearts, and, they, and these bat hearts can be replenished by Lilith, who is your bat heart harvester, mm-hmm. um, who heads down to the the Austin Bridge to pull them out. You know those crazy Austins and their obsession <laughs> with bats. I have seen those bats. It's an Austin for yeah, a very spooky spun- sunset time. Mm. It's actually, yeah, pretty cool. Bats. Uh, I guess we're done with Dicing with Death for today. I, the only thing I really want to say is that I enjoy the, like, fragility of the Necromancer because with your undead hordes, you're ridiculously strong and you can take on huge armies, yeah. but, like, by if yourself, been, you're still yeah, sort of Yeah, if I've been wearing my plate... Well, yeah, yeah, everything's better oh, in plate mail. Everything's better in plate mail, right? <laughs> 
Uh-huh. But I think the nego- I don't know what the ne- the negotiation may have started out with a uh, turn undead. Mm. Yeah, if you show up in bone covered armor. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but this that is was nice. Cool, though. Yeah, that was a interesting little twist to our story. Fun, uh, fun demonstration of this uh, hold S sensibility, which I really don't think does it justice. <laughs> what do you mean? Like as a sp- hold essence as a name of a spell. Oh yeah, do we have a better name? Y'all? I don't know. It's like shape shifting, right? I it was is. right. Build your own druid. Necromant, mm-hmm. stitch your own druid together. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, did you say you were going to say something about why you had meant it to be mammals only, or is that a later? Oh, thing? that's that's between you and me. I'm not ready to oh. talk with that about chat. Uh, about that. Ooh, well, uh, we better get the stream down before uh, more spoilers come out. All right, we are we will... hyping? Are we hyping? Are we announcing any announcements? Neil? I believe we are. Are we actually announcing? There is. We're gonna have a game on this Sunday. It's gonna be at our regular time, so 10 a.m. Pacific, which translates to 1 p.m. Eastern, and I want to say like. 5, 6 p.m. UK? I don't know. And 7 that Germany same and old, 8 Romania. Same old bat time, same old bat channel. That's that's right? how you say it. Mm-hmm. Hold those essences, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be playing Homeward Bound. And if you have no idea what that is, it's because nobody knows what it is. Not even the cast of players knows what is going on here. They just know that they're going to show up and we're going to figure it out. Are you keeping the uh, further details? I am. I am. Uh, If you want to know what Homeward Bound is. I think there's prep VODs, aren't there? There is a prep VOD. It's just overlay prep. Overlay prep. Okay. So you can tune into the... uh... I don't know, dig up those Twitch pods for some spoilers in the overlay prep. Otherwise, I guess you just got to tune in Sunday. Yeah. Or or not, and then wait for the reaction and then be really sad that you missed it live. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Um, cool. Any uh, other streams to announce? You've got a Kuba Nights tomorrow. Kuba Nights tomorrow. We're doing a Bud flashback. And we have... on Saturday. We have Rise of the Dragon Queen tonight in six hours. What time is that? Yeah, in six hours we've got Type no your five hours. Exclamation point countdown or CD in chat. One, one, and I think that's it. We're out. We're out. See you guys next week. Uh, which we will tell you when that is at a later point in time. Bye bye. There is no, there is no next week. There is no next week. See you one day. See you Sunday. Bye-bye. See you Sunday.